Yes, yeah, so you can ruin Little House in the Prairie. Uh, who cares a fuck about yeah. Michael Landon? There's French on page 34, Brad. Oh, page Brad. 34? Hello, and welcome to Ramjack in the Crystal Robin Dilemma, a paternal pandemonium. Hi guys, this is Alex, and joining me today in Ramjack Studio B is Brad. Hey, friends. Hey, guys, it's so good to be back. It has been a while. It has been a while. It's been some time. We've been, we've been busy. Things have been going on. <gasps> Crazy things. Cray things happening. What episode is this? 104? 105? This is 105. This is 105. 105. God. Blows me away every time. We've done over 100 oh, episodes of this. Boy, every time. Woo. Huh. Mm. This cherry drink is really good, by the way. I thank you. It's a it's a cranberry uh, cherry uh, store brand Crystal Light knockoff. Oh. Yes. Well, you mix a mean uh, knockoff Crystal Light. I, well, I, I take the, the, the powder and I mix it with water in a container. And then you, you just pour it in a glass. Wow. You chill it first. Then you pour it in a glass. Do you use your French press to really get all the Kool-Aid into it properly? Oh. Yeah, that sounded weird when I said <laughs> that loud. That that was, uh... First you threw in Kool-Aid, which is, ah. And then you threw in my French press. I... <sighs> why, why would you put powdered... I don't know. Flavored drink. I don't know. Press? That's morally wrong. I don't know, okay? God. Um, what's new with you, man? I mean, it's been so long since we've recorded that there is a lot to talk about. There is, there is. Let's go back a couple of weeks. Um, when I had to have a piece of my body removed. Brad had to have invasive surgery. I had to have some, I had to have some wisdom tooth ripped out of my, my body. Guys, really quick before Brad says that, uh, we are going to be talking about Belvedere and Belle again this episode. Oh, so. yes, we are. No, no frets on that, guys. Some and classic ups. <laughs> you were in for a treat, let me tell you. But, yes. But Brad wasn't in for a treat when he went on that fateful day when he yes. had to get part of his body removed. Well, I was fine with the getting it removed. It was the lead up to that. Guys, I honestly thought it, it was it. I, I thought I was losing a friend and a co-host. I thought, it, I thought there was a good I chance. I was really scared. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because, like, here's what's went down. Um... The, actually, when we recorded the last one, I was already having some tooth pain, but I was soldiering through. I was like, okay, um, I'm definitely going to go to the dentist on Monday and have them take a look and see what the hell is going on, because I've been in pain for a couple of days, but I've been getting by. It's okay. Nothing too serious. You're a trooper. So I went in um, on that Monday, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, wisdom teeth are, you're in, they're in really bad shape. Um, we need to get those out. There's some infection. The infection doesn't look too bad right now, so we're not going to worry about antibiotics just yet. If it gets worse, come back, and uh, we'll give you antibiotics. Um, what? Hey, um, listen. Uh, now, being a critically acclaimed award-winning playwright, yeah. um, I have the benefit of going to poor people dentist. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a mad money-making venture. That's one of the perks, actually. That's one of the great perks. You get to go to poor people dentist. And sometimes poor people dentists don't give a fuck. <laughs> or do they give more of a fuck? I, I was a, an outrage when you told me this because that's ridiculous. Well, because they're I'm paying them a chunk of change to go in and just say, yeah, it looks bad, but no drugs for you. Because they're stingy with drugs. Any drugs. Like, pain medication is out. Which, uh, with, a, with a wisdom tooth, it kind of sucks. That would suck. Yeah. They wouldn't give you anything? Like, no hydros? or No. They don't do that. You have to go somewhere else. And they said, you might want to go somewhere else because they can give you pain medication. We can't give you pain medication. That's weird. I, I had, mean, I, it makes sense, but... I had, I had some on, on, on backup. <laughs> <laughs> Always be prepared. Just like cash. I got a, like a, like a little stash, just in case. Bad times. I've had back issues in the past. As much of it's an outrage as they denied you antibiotics when you obviously needed but them. But antibiotics? Yeah. Come on. 
I they mean, give people antibiotics. Doctors throw antibiotics at everything. Yeah. Oh, you think you got a virus? Antibiotics. It's not going to help, but it's like... What do, what do you think I'm going to sell the antibiotics? What do you think I'm going to do? I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them as I should until they're done, because yeah. that's how antibiotics work. And I understand how antibiotics work, and they're yes. necessary. Yeah. They're not like pain pills. You can't just save them for a rainy day. And they knew you had an infection that needed to be taken care of before you could have surgery on your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me respects them because, you know, people do overprescribe antibiotics. It's a serious True. thing. True. You know, they were trying to do their part. True. But granted, it's, you know. But, I mean, there was an issue. Yeah. But they were, their thinking yeah. was like, okay, you just need to come in and we need to take care of the getting removing the wisdom tooth as soon as possible. Um, but you think they would factor in, hey, you're at poor people dentist. It may be a while before you have nearly $600 to get that taken care of. You should have called them on it. Just do it. <sighs> I should have, but I yeah, was like, okay. Get the other wisdom teeth out. Call them. Yeah. I'm going, I'm getting it out today. You're going to give me <sighs> antibiotics today. I got two more that need to come out at some point, but, uh, they're not in imminent danger. Because, I mean, a, a tooth could abscess. I mean, you could have died. Yeah, I could have died. And here, okay, and here's, so that was on a Monday. Oh, uh, it continued, of course, because it's yeah. not going to go away on its own, obviously. Um, and I knew I had some money coming in a couple of weeks, which I'm still waiting on, by the way. <laughs> um, <sighs> but it got a lot worse, and the pain and the infection, like, I was going to put a sore throat because the infection's spreading. Like, uh, like by the time I saw you, like, later in the week, like, I was, like, could, like, barely open my mouth. It was rough times for you, man. I was, like, I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. Uh, because of the constant pain. It ended up by, like, Sunday. Sun well, Sunday is when I broke down. <laughs> like, Friday, Saturday, like, I was in a lot of pain and, like, couldn't really eat or sleep and starting to lose it a little bit because I couldn't eat or sleep, which is never a good thing. No. For a couple... Like, it was, you know, a I knew a couple of days on either not eating or not sleeping. But put together with the constant pain, I was not faring well. So by Sunday, I was just, like, desperately holding it together. I watched a hell of a lot of uh, Three's Company. Anything that it takes, man. Uh, it was good times. That was all I had. Um, but by Sunday, like, I was just breaking down and trying to hold it together. But then the lack of sleep, because I could only sleep for, like, maybe, you know, 20, 30, maybe 45 minutes at a time before I would wake up in pain. That's crazy. So then, I, then the hallucinations, of course. <laughs> <laughs> then your mind's like, well, we got to do something. Because always, oh, I am so apt to hallucinate. It's insane. I can't imagine if I were to take psychedelic drugs. Oh, man. Because I, yikes. What if it didn't affect you? What if it didn't? It was like nothing. It was like, ugh, whatever. This is a trip. Oh, <laughs> lame. Lame. I can hey, stay up for a few days and don't eat. That's a real trip. Oh, there was a horse. I saw a horse, and it was like biting at me. What? Yeah. Um, so in your apartment? Yeah. Like, in my bed, there was like, I was like seeing a horse like biting at me. Like, it's... It was like that weird, like, hypnagogic, like, soup mm. to where you're, like, kind of dreaming, but I was never able to stay asleep long enough to, <laughs> you know, so it's that, some, that mix between dreaming and hallucinating and just... Where did you see a horse biting at you? Well, was, oh, one of those my... horses probably promenading around Newport on your way to the <laughs> dentist. Well, I was just laying in bed, and I like I just had this like waking nightmare, <laughs> waking nightmare <laughs> hallucination scary. of because you know I was kind of weak at that point and a little crazed and exhausted. You wake up to what? <laughs> um. So of course, like as soon as like I got my senses back, which you know it didn't it didn't take too long. Um, I started tweeting about hallucination horse, and I made up a whole backstory for the hallucination <laughs> horse. I like to imagine that he he's a, he wants to be a dressage horse. That's his dream. Hmm. But, so um, that's why. That's where he came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where he came from. But I, he has a bit of a substance abuse problem, which is that's what's hurting him. Personally, I think he should go back to school and get his GED so he has a future for himself. But he just wants to dance. 
He just keeps bringing me velvet hats. And he's like, come on. And I'm like, no, no hallucination horse. You're never going to be a dressage horse. And I will not be your jockey. I'm not going to support this this errant lifestyle of yours where you where you prance about. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get all gold medal when you bite at people. No. Sorry. You need to you need to kick kick whatever drug it is you're using and get your life together. He needs discipline. That's what I'm saying. He needs discipline and a GED. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, he needs to make a future for himself. He's listen. Because that's all it takes to make a future for yourself. A GED, a horse GED. <laughs> listen, he dropped out of school to become a dressage horse. <laughs> All he does is, is like... They take advantage of more dressage horses that way. Just <sighs> young, impressionable. Hey, you don't need college. You don't need to graduate. Get off the smack. Come prance. Get off the smack and stop doing the horse prancing. Hey, this helps you prance. Take some of this. <sighs> so sad. It's good, isn't it? He yeah, just, it's, it's... He just keeps dropping these little velvet hats off in my bed, and I'm like, no. I'm not going to wear a velvet hat. I'm not going to... I'm not going to enable you. I, we needed to have an intervention for Hallucination Horse. In a way, it's partly an honor, though, because he's trying to give you the hat. He wants you to be his rider. Right, I mean... That's an invitation I, I, from him to it you. It is. But, like, I'm the only, I think I'm the only person that still talks to him. Mm. I think I'm enabling him. And oh, so I had yeah. to set him down, and I'm like, Listen, Hallucination Horse, um, I love you, I care about you, but you've hurt me in the following ways. <laughs> In my mind, you really did have this encounter with the horse <laughs> after you tweeted. Like you were in bed, like you were in here sitting down with the horse, but because you were that, yeah, like you were that close to the edge. <laughs> so you can always tell, like when I'm like really not doing well, because I wasn't like well enough to work, and I'm just desperate to do something, so I can kind of hold an iPod. So I'm just tweeting out, and your mind knows that, so it does whatever it can, so horse. it like makes the horse for you. I, li- I, you know, I think I could survive just about anything except not being able to work. It drives me fucking insane. It literally drives literally, you crazy. Yes. I'm not sure what if it was fucking the Fucking horse in your apartment. <laughs> We've got a backstory about being a dressage. He needs a GED? Yes. Brad. I know. Uh, I just, I can't stand not being able to work. <laughs> it drives me bonkers. So yeah, it was bad. Um, like, honestly, there was a point. Because again, that was Sunday. And uh, um, spoilers, I wasn't able to uh, get, get surgery for another week. It was, like, yeah, the next Thursday. That's, that's crazy. And, like, I was, like, losing my fucking mind. You know, there's a couple times where I'm like, you know what? Have I got enough pills in this apartment to kill myself? Because that might need to be on the table. Anything to take the pain away, man. And, like, the, I think the only thing that stopped me from killing myself was, like, the thought that, oh, fuck. Can you imagine my family up in my apartment figuring out what of my belongings they're going to keep? And which mm. which of my books they're going to throw onto a bonfire? Because <laughs> they would. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can sell this. Let's burn it. <laughs> With the dry kindling outside your apartment over there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Dude, like, that sounds like a nightmare. Can you, I should imagine my family getting their hands on my television. I would be more worried about your notes, all your precious writings, dog. Oh, That's what I. They go into that closet. And they're like, "What are these composition books? Burn them!" <laughs> <laughs> burn them. Burn them. His entire idiots? life's work. What's this? This is from 19... This is a composition book from 1997. Burn it! <laughs> <gasps> Those that are left are like, No! I'm like running in, like my hands in the fire, trying to save your notes. You're just like getting a little scrap of gumpers. and like, No! Ah, yeah, I'm going to write it down right now. What did we say? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Like, oh, fuck. It was, it was harsh times. Harsh times. So there was a dark part in your life. And... You came out of it, though. 
I, sur- I survived that very dark time in my life. Have I mentioned before on the podcast that I feel like the phrase, a dark time in my life, should be banned at all costs? I hate that phrase. <laughs> and people that actually, people actually say it seriously in their lives. Who was the last person that said that to me? Because it was oh, recent. I, I can't help but laugh anytime someone actually... It was I, a really dark time in my life. Shut up. Listen, I, I'm not saying that you haven't had bad times in your life. But you can't say that phrase unless you, like, are a Vietnam vet. That's the last people that could get away with saying that before it became a, a ridiculous cliche. If you've seen uh, what the evil men do, then maybe you can actually... If you've met the evil men do. You can actually say, wait a minute, my first world problems that I thought were dark times now, a mere shadow, <laughs> a reflection on the wall. I've seen darkness, and let me tell you, those people don't say... They don't say I was in a dark time. Well, they know what's phrase. up. If any, of you, if any of you listening has ever said that phrase, slap yourself right now in the face. And stop saying it. And stop saying it. You're Do the worst. Do yourself a favor. Do the society a favor. Mm. What happened during surgery? I went in that morning. Uh, again, I, I was not doing... Like, at some point during the week, it got a little bit better and went back to get antibiotics at some point. And they gave them to you. Yes. They're like, they're oh, like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You are... You are not doing well, are you? We should have given you those antibiotics. So I gave them the rest of my money. And got antibiotics. And they're like, okay, yeah, well, you know, um, hopefully this will be enough. And then you can come in and get surgery. Um, luckily, I was able to come in and get surgery. It gets better. Um, <laughs> it does get better. So, but then, yeah, I was a couple of days just like out of it because I was just exhausted and in pain and just sleeping. And <laughs> could <laughs> That's not. That's a good way to just sleep through things. Yeah. When you can sleep. But then I, I went in, um, I worked out and I went and got the surgery and... I went in, and luckily they gave me some paperwork telling me what to do and everything, letting me know, yeah, they're dissolvable uh, stitches, They'll, so don't worry about that. You don't have to come back unless there's a problem. Um, and I woke up the next day. <laughs> I don't remember getting home. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened, but luckily I made it somehow. Hopefully no adventures transpired in the meantime. I only live a mile away, so... And no memory of what happened. No memory whatsoever. So hopefully I either I either walked the mile or I just hopped the bus right outside and uh, hopefully came straight home and went to bed and woke up the next morning. No idea what happened to you. Not a clue. Only bruises are in your mouth, right? Only well, cuts and scrapes. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Red. Oh no. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no dentist! What? <laughs> what if you killed someone? <laughs> Wait, why, why are we going to kill someone? I don't know. Remember at the beginning of the year when Alfio said, don't kill again? Oh, no. Alfio knew all along. You missed a 24-hour period, friend. It, Could who knows what happened who in knows? 24 hours? Who knows? What if it was like one of the best time of your lives? Wait, I, 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 I had a full, I had a full uh, dude, where's my car adventure. Yeah, like a full-on... <laughs> Mm, could be. Or I could have just, like, came home and, like, like passed out. Oh, you and that horse went out and won some awards. <laughs> we we went. Pranced and... around there. Showed that good-for-nothing. One of those carriage riders in that race. Ugh. Who owns Newport? It's me and the hallucination horse. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you running down the street galloping. <laughs> With a velvet hat, though. Yeah. <laughs> Moving your leg across the ground like you're With horse. two coconuts and a velvet hat. <laughs> What's that guy doing? I don't know. <laughs> he just came from the dentist. Oh, okay. Well, no one fine. bothers you because they're terrified. Right. You're just winning the whole time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Friend, I'm so sorry hey. that, that happened to you. Hey, back in the mix. You are back in the mix. And yeah. You know what? It we was appreciate it. sore for a couple of days, but it was nothing compared to the week of pain before that. So, and now I'm completely 100% back to speed. Yay. Since you spoke of horses, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to something that may affect horses. 
But it's an interesting story out of Germany. It has to do with animals, because you know we love our animals. Oh, facts. animal facts. Love them. This might also do something with us. Mm hmm? Um, in 2010, there was a zoo in Germany. Old news. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe news to you, friend. Okay. Um, Step or, it up. Or do you want to tell me what's up? You, you tell no, me no, what's no, up. No, feel free. How are you telling me this old news? I gave you the I'm clue. Just saying, um, this is Jeopardy. There's... So you tell me what, what little information I gave you. A zoo. Well, there's a zoo in Germany. Two years, in 20, ago. Two years ago, there was a zoo in Germany. Now all hell's broken loose. <laughs> <laughs> the animals have revolted. They're making clothes out of humans. Germany's a hell of a place, man. Oh, um, bonkers. A 20-year-old bear named Jerka died. Well, was mysteriously died oh! uh, from a string of seizures. Zookeepers mm -hmm. were like, we don't know what's up. This is weird. Did an autopsy, found out she had a venereal disease. She Who had, has this bear been fucking? She had a venereal infection that caused her brain to swell. She had herpes. Yikes. Basically. Um, here's did, she get, did she get it from a human? Here's the thing. Ten other polar bears ended up with herpes too, the same strains. They hadn't Ooh. died yet. They hadn't gotten as bad as she had, but they thought that was a little bit weird. Um, twist part, it was two mutated versions of uh, Aquarian herpes. They had zebra herpes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Threw those zookeepers for a loop. Are you telling me a zebra fucked a polar bear? <laughs> I don't, they don't know. The the zebra cages are not too far from the polar bear cages, mm -hmm. but there are polar bears and they are zebras. How did ten polar bears end up with zebra herpes? And a polar bear is an asshole. You don't you don't mess with a polar no, bear. A polar bear would kill a zebra. Yeah. Unless I don't know. Unless there's a polar bear that's into zebras. Unless there's a tender, you know, there's something tender between. But I mean, they're separated by these cages, Brad. And by species. And by species divide. But love finds a way. Like life, it finds a way. Dr. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Yes. Um, are you ready for me to terrify you with the fact about I'm how, already terrified. how they speculate that these ten polar bears, one's dead by the way, I don't know what happened to the other nine, I'm assuming they all died. Tell, tell, tell me their theory. Tell me their theory. Two forms of the zebra herpes mutated and combined, and it can now leap across other species of animals. Um, they think that rodents that just run rampant in German zoos right, obviously. Um, got the herpes from the zebras and then gave it to the polar bears. Ah, you know what I think? I think they're covering up because there's a zookeeper that's fucking animals. There's a zookeeper who's fucking a lot I of think animals. That, I mean, uh, how uh, would mice do that? How would a rat contract venereal herpes from a zebra, then go over and give it to a polar bear? Yeah. I think you were right at the beginning I think, of the foul play. Yeah. There's no way this is legit. I think there's a zookeeper that fucks animals. But you fuck zebras and polar bears? That would be dangerous. Have They're, they're Germans. <laughs> they're Germans. They don't know danger. Like Their we pornography know danger. is terrifying. <laughs> I've never seen Good for authentic you. German pornography. Don't. Don't. How did you see authentic German? You're just looking it up. The internet. Just random facts. Have you seen though. the internet? You can't. I've not seen pornography online, but I've never seen authentic German pornography. You cannot run. You cannot get on the internet without running into pornography. But German? Well, okay, I guess it doesn't matter, but uh, it, you, but still. As soon as you see something terrifying, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, they're speaking German. <laughs> that explains it. I'm sorry, I was touching my phone, and something almost went crazy with it. Um, did you give it a venereal disease? I don't know. I don't know if I gave it to her or the mouse. 
Um, yeah, dude, there, guys, be careful in, in Germany. Watch out for the zookeepers as well. Watch out for zookeepers and watch out for narrow diseases from other species of yeah. animals, because yeah. they're fucking zebras over there. Yeah. And polar bears. Yeah. Be careful. And watch out for the rodents, just in case. That is so crazy, man. You know what? Just stay out of Germany. <laughs> Everybody, if you're listening. Now, come on. Germany's not that bad. They got nice pretzels just, and they got that beer fest thing. Oh, Oktoberfest is going to be horrible this year. I, you're talking about Americanized German things. No. Oktoberfest is something that happens in Germany. Yeah, it is. But, I mean. Yeah, they have that's pretzels not my, and hot dogs there. That's not my go-to for Germany. But, okay. Well, they got rid of the wall. So what else do we. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's there to see now? They got rid of the wall. Just give me a beer and a pretzel. Go to the zoo, see those animals. Yeah. Hey, watch fuck out. a polar bear. Nothing else to do here. <laughs> Somebody film it. Put it on the internet to terrify people. Well, we're on the subject of science, Alex. Are you wearing your science pants? I always wear. Because your the last pants. time we were recording, I thought you were wearing your science pants, and then you said something crazy that we were kind of running short on time, and so I didn't call you on. But as I was editing, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You were talking about this, the um, the tape that the people were wearing in the Olympics that had these amazing scientific properties. Well, I didn't say it was amazing scientific. I said that it was used. Uh, well, go ahead. Tell me what you thought I said. Well, you haven't recorded. I, so I every, everyone's heard there. it. Everyone's heard it. Uh, you were talking about um, how there, there was this new tape athletic that the athletes were using. that was like brightly colored, and it was. Was it like a duct tape? Uh, maybe. Was um, it like but a it's actually tape? it's actually complete nonsense. Doesn't work. It's another one of those things like the power balance bracelets. It works as good as any regular athletic tape. There's nothing special about it. It's just overpriced and brightly colored and made by crazy people that are bilking people out of money. So, if you were taking Alex's science advice on the last episode... <laughs> that was not science don't, advice. Don't, don't... That was a random thing I had read about online. So I thought, hey, if anyone was curious about the tape, they say if anyone has to do with If that. anyone spent money on this tape based on Alex's recommendation, I think you should send him your receipts and... Hopefully, um, he will do the honorable thing and reimburse you. If I misled anyone, I apologize. That was not my intention. He got caught with his science pants down. It happens sometimes. Like know. a zookeeper in Germany. <laughs> How's that poster coming, by the way? Um, guys, that poster, um, bear with me. <laughs> Things have been super busy. It's only two months late. Only two months late. Um, but I will get that done, and it will be awesome. So no worries on that front. Um, guys, I have my science pants on proper now. All right, we shall see. I don't have any bracers on, but my belt's keeping them up. Well, you should take them up. <laughs> He's that athletic tape. I think you'll like this study because it talks about kids' eating habits and how horrible they are. Oh. So researchers at Cornell University did a study. They set 200 kids down. Sit oh. down, kids. Hey, kids, everyone take a seat. Come in. Come in. Tallest, go from shortest to tallest and take a seat. Don't feel awkward because you're tall. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, you guys are a lot of 8, and, eight to 11-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say 9, 11-year-olds. Let's just say 9, 11-year-olds. Eight don't count. Um, Never forget. So what we're going to do um, is we're going to give you a choice. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a snack. Who wants a snack? I'd like a snack. I'd like a snack, mister. All right, you look like a bright kid. Yeah, I'm super you smart. You have the choice between a chocolate chip cookie and an oh. apple. Oh, um, I'll take the cookie. All right. Okay. All right. We'll just mark that and check. All right. That easy. Um, uh, 200 kids later, Brad, 90% of the kids chose cookie over apple. Well, yeah. Of course they're going Duh. to. Duh. <laughs> I mean, apples I mean, are delicious, but. Yeah. Come on. This was the control, obviously, because every, I'm surprised it wasn't 100%. Right. Can I have both? Well, then give me the cookie. If I ask for both, would you give me both? Okay. I guess we'll get it. No Honestly, an apple, an apple is very filling as a snack. It really is. 
Um, and were they good apples? Because some people don't like certain varieties. Exactly. You and gotta watch an apple. apple. Yeah. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go onto an it's apple. A little too waxy. I don't trust it. I don't. I, that cookie I don't, looks good though. I don't trust someone doling out fruit. Double check that. Especially on a dude in a lab coat. Two dudes in a lab coat. Maybe they're maybe they're German zookeepers. There could be drugs or disease or razor blades in that apple. Yeah, just give me the cookie. I trust that. Uh, yeah, I trust it's sweet. It's, it's probably good. individually packaged. They did it again. This time, same study. Hey kids, get in here. Shut up. Sit down. You got a choice, all right? All right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, be quiet. Everyone, be quiet. I'm sorry. Everyone, be quiet. All right, guys, what do you want? You want a cookie or do you want an apple? Twist part, this time they put an Elmo sticker on the apple. What do you think happened, Brad? They went with the cookie? Yes, they actually really liked the cookie, <laughs> but because the, the Elmo sticker, they think the ratio went from 10% to 40% wanting the apple. Really? Yeah. But that easy. But you can't eat a sticker. <laughs> I know. How do you eat the apple? There's a, you gotta eat a sticker. They then. take that sticker off. Is that Elmo? I want Elmo. So Give then, me Elmo. Now I have to. Nom, 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 see, nom, now nom. I have to question: Are they washing the apples? Are, and then you have to take the sticker off. Is there sticker residue? Of I, course, I there's sticker residue on there, dude. This These sounds, kids don't know nothing. This sounds terrible. They probably ate it with the sticker on it, thinking the sticker was edible, and then choked. <laughs> and then they died. And then, like some German zookeeper came in and raped the children, because that's what they do. And then they thought they died from the venereal disease that mm. that dude's got those from those zebras and that polar bear. Yeah. Turns out it was that sticker covering up their windpipe in the back. Oh fuck. That's serious. Oh, can you just imagine with the sticker being stuck back there, just like trying to breathe in and oh, just no. like. <laughs> You're a child. And then it turns out it's not a sticker at all. It's a. No, no, Copperhead! That was a sticker! How do they do this? <laughs> you know, they told me Copperheads were probably the, the, you know, like I said, one of the best poisonous snakes to run across because they're totally fearful of humans and mm -hmm. just really will not bite you unless they have to. They lied to me. Oh, yeah. They're the most cloaked out, super devious cloakers. little, devious little serpents. Devious super cloaker serpents. Part two, The Reckoning. Can you imagine? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you stick an Elmo sticker on an apple that 30 more percent of kids are going to just wow. like, yeah, I want that. I want that. That's the one I want. Kids. If they'd put that Elmo sticker on the cookie, they'd have been a fucking riot. They would have, like, turned the tables over, like, give me all the cookies. They'd have been 110 percent. The researchers would have been grabbing them. We <laughs> I can't stop! <laughs> Give me the cookies! Oh Try to God. contain yourself as they're putting it in their mouth. Gerald, Gerald, get that out of your mouth! What? You can't eat the sticker! What? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% of the people chose the Elmo's uh, cookies, oh, no. and 100% of them died. Oddly enough, from zebra <laughs> herpes, hmm. which is weird. Why are these stickers laced with zebra herpes? It's so weird. That's weird. We should probably do a study on that. Or was it the Elmo sticker? This is, I mean, this is an example of branding. Like, come the fuck on. This is awesome. I yeah. love we have studies on yeah. this. I wonder what people would buy, or just what people do on an average day now, that they can just be aware of, oh, I'm probably being susceptible to branding right now. Am Boy. I buying this because I really want this, or am I buying it because there's an Elmo sticker on it? Like, they should just brand Elmo with everything. Coke needs to get Elmo as a mascot. You know how much, much Coke they would sell? Just put Elmo's face on it? Wow. They do with Jesus. What if Elmo is just that popular though? Like it doesn't have anything to do with like kids aren't just susceptible to marketing. They just really love Elmo. Yeah, they put Dora on there. Fuck it, I want oh, that fuck cookie. This shit. Dora on an apple. Ugh. Fuck that. Gross. I'll never eat an apple again. 
<laughs> Hate that little bitch. Ninety percent of kids chose the cookie and swore off apples for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Studies show. In a university study performed by Cornell in Germany, I put on, I put on, uh, Elmo sticker on this vial of zebra herpes. The kids went bonkers for it. They just love this shit. I don't know what they're doing. Elmo! No! Oh, my mouth hurts. Oh no! Herpes. <laughs> Elmo just laughing. <laughs> Damn you, Elmo! Damn you! <laughs> Yeah, man, so crazy. Uh, I'm gonna have to think about this, and this works on me, because I was in the store. You love Elmo. I have found no. I love Gorilla Munch, and you know what? I love that. I love that gorilla face on that cereal box. Of course, it's cereal. Gorilla Munch is a cereal, guys. It's in your. Um, I guess I don't want to say health because that's not what it is. I guess. Um, what would you call that section? Uh, faux health cereal. Faux health. In the faux health section in your local grocery store. Guys, I think we've talked about it before. If you ever actually look at the nutritional information on the health cereals, they're almost always higher yeah. in carbohydrates, higher in calories. It's, it's super sketchy. Yeah, but they're made of whole grains. and that A not, lot of them. It doesn't have real sugar in it. It has that... Mexican sugar that they mine from the earth. It's all good for you. Hey, it's all the fucking same thing for crazy people. It is people. the fucking same thing, you idiots. But that's besides the point. I don't want to make fun of anyone if they're into super health, health and quotation marks stuff. Or if they're into crazy tapes. Yeah. <laughs> crazy crazy tapes. athletic tape or duct tape. Or any kind of tape, really. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, guys, always, you know... I mean, trust us, but, you know, sometimes we throw stuff out but as a joke or hilarity. But sometimes you trust me a little bit more and than And sometimes we carry things in a facetious way to an extreme, and then people try to call us out on it like we said it is a fact, when maybe we were just bullshitting. The tape proves it. Everyone go back and listen to what Alex had to say about that and tape. And please do. Please, please do. Please do. Um, but, dude, yeah, Gorilla Munch is awesome. Okay. It is a mixture in taste between Captain Crunch mm -hmm. and Kix, and it is amazing. All right. All that awesome flavor, none of the scarring of your the roof of your mouth. Because Captain mm. Crunch will tear your mouth oh. up. Peanut butter. Captain Crunch will shiv you in the night. It really will. It'll just rake the top of your mouth. Um, um, not Gorilla Munch. Mm. There's also a lemur version that's really awesome because all these animals have weird facial expressions because the illustrations aren't that great. Okay. So, um... You need to take some photos of these and put them on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Well, again, guys, go to your local grocery store. Buy, Do yourself a favor and buy Gorilla Munch. It's slightly... I mean, it's about as expensive as normal, like, unhealthy cereal, again, in quotation marks. Um, so you pay about the same you do for Lucky Charms, but you can get it on sale every once in a while for three fifty, like I did. Oh, oh, Alex is giving out his bargain tips. If you go bargain tips with Alex, it's a good cereal. But wait for it until it goes on sale. Get it for two fifty. Oh, thrifty shopping time. If you bring a coupon, some stores allow you to do something called a double coupon. Get that for a dollar fifty. Trust me. If you've got that kind of time in your life, if you flip a coupon that kind of time. and figure out when the hell you have to double and how the hell that even works, and you have to hand it to someone with shame in your eyes. <laughs> Here's my coupon, sir. Make sure you mark that off. Oh, dude. Ugh, I thought of worst. you a few weeks ago in Kroger because I got behind a, a super couponer. <gasps> and it was kind of like gross. <gasps> Thankfully, I rolled up right when they were doing the coupons, which took five minutes. Thank yeah. goodness I have an iPod. Um, Self-checkout all the way. I had too many things. <sighs> um, Only buy what you can carry. Um, yeah, she was looked really nervous. Like, I thought I was on an episode of Extreme oh. Couponers. And 
the guy even kind of played along with it. The cashier was like, all right, you were at um, 200, and now you're down to 1010. Not 1010. <laughs> That's not a number. <laughs> That's, a number. <laughs> That's not something you pay for something. Bargain time with Alex is going to lot shift here. No, that would be $10.10. And <laughs> Alex doesn't know how money works. Or one zero ten would be $10.10. <laughs> no, but I think she spent $100 on 250 worth. And this one guy, all the people, there were some people around, like extra baggers. And I thought, fuck, Brad would be having a panic attack right now, just like wanting to go off on these people. Um, And they started, you know, talking about other extreme couponers. Like this one woman came in here, she spent, hey, it was $400, got out of here at $100. It was amazing. I was like, all right, whatever. Didn't have a single coupon. On the subject of extreme couponers. Oh, no. Alex, I did it. Oh, no. I watched the first eight minutes of Honey Boo Boo Child. No, you didn't. Yes. No, you didn't, Brad. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so I bad. watched the trailer, and that was enough for me. <gasps> I, couldn't, I couldn't. No. It, You're either the bravest man I know or the or an idiot. Because that's scary. Eight, all right? I made it eight minutes in because I just wanted to see how far I could make it. Please tell me you didn't do this when you were hallucinating. Oh, uh, no. No, okay. I was on the men. Oh, right. I was on okay. the men, but not quite back up to work speed yet. Um, it's it's terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. It reminded me of family reunions. Mm. Those people, you can, I can, I know that kind of person. I know mm. that kind of terrible human. And they're in my gene pool. That's I'm why sorry. I don't swim. I'm sorry, friend. Ooh. That's why you don't swim? Oh, okay. I just make it, I, if there was a story there, I really would love oh, to delve yeah, into yeah. it. Cause no, I don't swim. swim. I, don't, I don't swim you because it's to. gross. It's not that gross. Mm, it's gross. Pretty gross. Um, Brad, I went to the Gorge not too long ago. Okay. Uh, this is another outdoor adventure. The Gorge is, oh, you could call it um, the Grand Canyon of the East. <laughs> could you? Uh, um, uh, would you? It was carved by glaciers a long time ago, in the before time. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> was it during the Great Flood? Um, perhaps some speculate that it was before and during the Great Flood. Oh, Flood. I'm sure that's what the Creation Museum. Oh, fuck. Suspects. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot smaller than the Grand Canyon because it's not in a desert. It's in a different climate. Um, but it is fucking awesome and beautiful and awesome. And awesome? I, th- I thought I knew what hiking was. You thought you knew. Because I've been hiking many times in various right. places, especially in Tennessee. Right. But um, it turns out you weren't hiking at all. You were no. just You were just running in place. I was playing at hiking. <laughs> you, like, were, you were just walking in place. It was the weirdest thing on a treadmill. Yeah. I'm hiking. Alex, you don't know what it means. Dude, it was awesome. I don't even know how to, it, words escape me. So beautiful. Giant crags of rocks literally climbing up mountains. And by that, I mean I was literally climbing mountains. Um, not quite steep mountains, but still, I had to, like, spider up things that I was terrified, where... Literal mountains, not metaphorical mountains. Yes. You weren't overcoming, like, emotional turmoil. No, You were actually physically climbing mountains. Yes. So, the first trail I went on was an undocumented trail. Secret trail. Because there's the trails that all the maps are on, and everyone's like, oh, I want to go do this. And there's the one that the government keeps secret. And then there's the one that's secret. But there really is, like unmarked trails that I guess people in the park use or people have just gone over the time. And we went on one of the first ones of those and everyone was like, alright, well, those who haven't been here before, this will be a good litmus test to see what you're up for because this has a, has a little mix of everything. Mm-hmm. So we're walking and I'm like, okay, this is pretty awesome, you know, this is like a normal, this is a hike, I like hikes. Then it got a little more strenuous and I was like, well, okay, well, alright, didn't know what hikes were. Then there were sheer drop-offs to our left and right. I am on a tiny precipice of stone. And they're like, all right, now turn sideways and really hold on to it because you kind of have to like scoot across because there's no other way around this. And I'm thinking, oh, 
I could die right now. Yeah. I could live. I could really just fall over, fall 30 feet uh, off t onto the mountain, and then roll another five or six feet, and then actually fall off a sheer drop off. Well, this sounds like a great weekend. All right, I'm gonna do it. Um, and it only escalated from there. Um, there was one thing that kind of bubbled over. Um, I say bubbled over because it looked like the rock was kind of bubbling over the edge, and I was supposed to shimmy up it. Now, guys, I'm tall. Um. But my hands sweat a lot. I don't know if we've talked about that on the show. I, I wear gloves sometimes when I write and draw because my hands sweat. It's a weird medical thing. Um, but I deal with it as I can. I cope. You get you get you climb that mountain. I get by. You I climb, climb those. You mountains. climb that metaphorical mountain. But if my hands are sweating, my hands are really slippery on rock surfaces, especially mm -hmm. this type of stone. And I was a little afraid for my life. I was super nervous. Like, well, I'm not going to turn around now. There's chicks here. Um, I'm not going to chicken out and not do this. You're going to die on a mountain, and I'm going to die in my bed with a tooth killing me. So I whispered to myself, and then I started climbing, and I got to the top. We got to the top of this place called Welltail. Dude, sheer drop-offs. There were people up there, uh, some bros with their shirts off, on trees that were leaning, like, that had extended and fallen, kind of, and rushed against other trees, that were just 100 feet below you, and there's the tree canopy, because we were that high, and you would just fall again to the bottom of those trees, because it's crazy. But it was awesome. Like, You know what's a great weekend? Uh, pull the exercise bike into the living room. <laughs> turn on some Three's Company. See what see what Jack Tripper and the gang are up to. I lost five pounds on the trip just from walking. I had breakfast under this. Oh, okay, I remember now why I was going to tell all this because there's a really there's a really sketchy story. Uh -oh. There's a lot of sketchy uh -oh. stories this weekend, Rand. Oh no. no, it ain't zoos in Germany. It's it's campers at the gorge. But before I tell that story, after we did that one, we did a lot of other trails. We got lost on one forever, like two hours lost, never found what we were looking for. Um, there was at one point when we were walking back through wilderness because the forest had caught on fire a few years ago, which is why we couldn't find it because it didn't look familiar to anyone who had been there before. And, and they never caught the guy that set the fire. Never caught In the fact, guy it was two it. years ago this very night. <laughs> What's that sound? So <gasps> I actually went onto the top of a mountain that was regrowing like a new forest. And that was awesome in its own right. Mm -hmm. Terrifying because at one point I looked over and five feet from where I was, it was just a drop-off. And I didn't realize we were that close to a drop-off. Um, being in the mountains is scary, especially the gorge. We went on this one thing called Eagle's Buttress. We got lost on that too. Um, went like 30 minutes out of the way just hiking until the trail ended. Kind of swam in a river. From what I'm understanding, what hiking really is is just getting lost a lot in terrifying places. In the places. wilderness and off unmarked paths. There was a dog that came out of nowhere in the woods. It was almost like a lost scenario. You know where that dog just kind of comes in and out? But really, like, this dog came out of nowhere and was, like, following us on the trail. And we're like, where are the owners to this dog? And we called back to the people, like, hey, is this your dog? No, not our dog. So this dog followed us for a while, and then it just disappeared. There was a cave that was closed because of stuff. There was rocks I almost fell off of. There was a weird food drop, and there was then an these, like, people started shooting at you with flaming arrows. Yeah, and then oh, there was, so like, weird. this weird rumble, and we heard, like, a... From the... And the oh. tree started shaking, and it was... Oh, manzies. It was rough. Mm. Um, someone almost stepped on a snake. Just... Just up, straight up, almost literally stepped on its head. Of uh, course, because it was disguised. It was disguised as the dog. Yeah. And then <laughs> there was every a, time. There was another snake that was huge on the rock below oh. us, because there was this one kind of uh, almost Lion King esque rock that went over the water that we kind of walked down on. I was like, oh yeah, circle of life. And below us on this other stone was this giant snake, but it looked dead because the way it was body was all limp. Until uh, someone in our party, his name was Sean, awesome guy fearless or dumb um went down like i'm gonna see if i can if that snake's alive went down got about 10 feet from it and it bolted like it immediately came to life and just vamped 
it was kind of scary how fast it moved in the water. Never saw it again. But I say all that to say, going to Eagle's Buttress, dude, this is mountains. Like, these aren't little hills. These aren't the hills you're looking for in Tennessee, like, whatever the fuck those mountains are. This was scary, craggy, we're going to climb up a rock face mountains. Um, I couldn't at one point. I was so exhausted. I couldn't climb up this one rock thing. I was like, guys, I'm going to take the long way around. I'm so sorry, but I cannot do this right now. Um, so I took the long way around, equally scary. Um, but we got to the top, and there's just like this flat thing they call the buttress. And then again, sheer drop off, but think of it more like 300 feet down to the canopy. And then that's the top of the canopy of these giant trees. So you're talking easily 450 feet below you. Hugh, absolutely beautiful view. Giving you vertigo like a motherfucker. You know where you can get a great view? <laughs> on my 3D television. <laughs> on the internet. On a calendar. Those mountains come right at you in that 3D They come right at you. So come right at you. It's completely safe here on my couch. Just me and my hallucination horse. Now let me let me kick it up a notch two, in two ways. Um, there's a little notch in the rock on the end of the drop-off on Eagle's Buttress called... It's the entrance to this place called Eagle's Nest. Because right underneath this buttress, like directly beneath it... Um, is Why this... is everything named? Why does everything know, have a man. name? And this was on one of the off-trails, too, so I don't know why it all has a name. Ah, this is Devil Tongue. This is the this is Frog's Death March. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So you're, so you're roaming around Skyrim. And, yeah, okay. I'm pretty much... Li- dude, and at one point I thought... I can understand why people play video games. Because I don't know anyone who plays these video games, really, that would be able or want to do this. Because, I mean, I don't have an unexhaustible inventory backpack on. I can't just, like, quick hike somewhere. I mean, you're just in there. It was super fun. I fucking loved it. But Eagle's Eagle's Nest, people kept saying, oh, there must be eagles down there. They shouldn't go down there because if people go down there, because they could fucking climb down there, Brad. I wasn't more scared of people in my life. Sean got up to the very edge in this little niche and just disappeared. I thought, oh, he just fell over. He died. Sean's gone. Goodbye. Like, I was like, he's dead. Until I laid down, because I was too scared, really. I'll be honest, terrified to get close to the edge of this. Mm-hmm. Um, As you should be. Because if someone easily, easily knocked me, I would have just fallen over. Right. Um, and plus, I'm tall. It's, my center of gravity is a lot different than other people's I've seen the wind gravity. almost knock you yes. over many times. Yes. And that's a real threat for me. Yes. Or a real worry. So Sean disappears into this crack underneath this. Like, he's, like, leaning over, like, looking like, I think there's a thing down here. Um, cause we're looking- 27 hours later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he disappears under there and then crawls back up and people are like, did you just climb down there, dude? Because other people are up there, like these kids that are just kind of annoying. And he's like, yeah, it's really cool. So him and some of the people we're with shimmy down what is disturbingly scary, Brad. Um, I cannot, I, I lay down and took pictures of them going down into it, but it was one of the most frightening things. And apparently the ledge underneath it was about as big as your couch, standing about as deep too. And they just climbed down there, stood there for a minute, was like, this is fucking awesome. And then climbed back up after a few minutes. Because did they bring ecstasy with them? No. Because oh, I dude, can't if they had see, dropped X, they would have died. There was no I, way I they would have been able to I can't see any reason to go about doing this. You know, it's a challenge. You're afraid and you overcome your fears. I mean, I understand it to a point, obviously. I don't know if I'm gonna, if I go back, I'm gonna have to do that. But I'm gonna, you know, nail a, a rope or something and just like the lay down. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna trust these hands, not these sweaty hands. Crazy. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> No. Dude, it was so fun, though. So mm. fun and beautiful. Mm. Um, but I say all that. One of the places we went was this place called Gray's, Gray's Arch. Took us forever to get down there. We hiked there for breakfast and ate underneath it. Absolutely amazing breakfast. Um, awesome. 
Um, but it's named Gray's Arch because when you first go in there, there's this little monument to Gray. To an alien. To a Gray. Yes. Um, <laughs> which terrified me. Of course. People who know what's uh, up. Yes. That's when I realized, okay, you know, it'd be awesome if people could come here and share this. I wish Brad, you know, could get into the outdoors. Oh, fuck! Never is he going to come to these woods. Never! I'm, and I just bolted. Right. Is that Slenderman or Gray? I don't know. Ah! I don't know. Ah! But I'm not going to find out. No. Um, but no, Gray is a man who went camping on Gray's Arch, um, and this is where the story gets weird. Now, I'm gonna tell this to you, and you tell me how legit this sounds, Brad. All right. So, Gray's Arch is an arch. There's all kinds of forest on top of it. There's a lot of forest around it, but when you get underneath it, it's just lots of rock. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Super craggy. It's not really near any foliage, though. So, Gray, he went camping in the winter, or in the fall, on top of the arch. Like, he climbed up there, and it's super hard to get up there. Right. So he camped down, he had his tent out, he had a fire going up there, and a log from the fire rolled off and almost rolled off the top of the arch. So, because he didn't want the forest to catch on fire, he reached over and grabbed for the log. It was already too close to the edge. He slipped and fell over with the log and dropped like 150 to 200 feet and just hit died 15 minutes later in the arms of his friend that was with him on the trip. And um, so he died in a, in a good, he went, he passed, went brain dead, real dead, <laughs> in the arms of his and a friend, a buddy. Burp. Saved the forest from burning down. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't save the, the fucking the, forest. If the log had fallen, that fire would have gone out. Is the log completely aflame? If he is, how is he reaching for it? Because you don't reach for fire. Dude, this story. I want to save the forest. <laughs> there's a monument to where he fell. Like, they oh. said, this is where he fell, and there's a hat, and there's all kinds of trinkets on there. And Truth of the matter and is, like he, was, he was on some ecstasy. Yes! That's what we thought happened. Yeah. Because where he fell is in the middle of rocks. There's no way, and he knew the area if he was an actual climber there and loved that place. Yeah. He knew that that log would fall down and he could just climb down and put it out himself. Yeah. No risk of fire. Or his friend pushed him. Or his friend pushed him. His friend's like, oh, fuck you for taking me to this shitty place where I'm going to die. You know what? Fuck you. I hate you, friend. Push. Goodbye. I love the ecstasy idea, or LSD, or like Molly, or whatever, like hard ecstasy. But I really like the idea of foul play. Yeah. Because well, he died it? in the arms of that man. Right. Can you imagine dying in the arms of your murderer? Just like, shh. Yes, I can. <laughs> can you, Alex? <laughs> Someone pushed you off. <gasps> Hit. You're just spasming. You can't move. Your legs are broken. Right. And you just hear them. Maybe they're singing a song or something. They're like slowly coming down the back of the mountain. You see them come around. They just hold you for 15 minutes. Farewell. You're dead now. Goodbye, sweet prince. I'm going to go burn all of your things. I'm going to marry fuck your wife. I'm going to send your kids to party school. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That's what you get for taking me to this shitty place. I hate you. P.S. I've already been fucking your wife. Yes, one of those kids aren't yours. Thanks for paying for everything. <laughs> Goodbye, friend. We're going to spend the insurance money sending them to boarding school. Every year, Grace family makes a trip out to that mountain. <laughs> um, and yeah, they make a big holiday of it. Ugh. Yeah, man, foul play, foul play in the gorge, man. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened in the gorge. There was a basketball tournament ran into at the pizza joint. No joke. It was the Sock Monkeys versus the Red Rockets. And I'm assuming it was for the rights so they didn't tear down the pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Most definitely. <laughs> the coach had on a white suit. 
Like a white t-shirt underneath it, v-neck, and then like a white suit. His hair was slicked back with glasses. I thought it was a joke at first until I realized, oh fuck, there's really high stakes here. There was like a camera on like this weird kind of crane thing going around. It was half-court basketball at the pizza local pizza joint in the fucking gorge. Dude, it was like we were in a movie. <laughs> the worst movie. Yeah, dude, it was so crazy. Absolutely loved it. It was amazing. I've been bouldering in Cincinnati since then. I'm going to go again Wednesday. It's, I can't wait. Probably got to get you out to that gorge. Never. I pulled a guitar pick from the river. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's just a random thing. Covered in bacteria. I'm pretty sure I almost got dehydrated twice. Um, mm -hmm. Really so much us. hiking, not that much water. Brad, it was crazy. Guys, I recommend The Gorge. I don't. Um, go solve I its mysteries. Don't do it. Me and Brad just solved. I mean, we kind of did Mystery we, we, Minute. We yeah, kind of did. Yeah, we solved, solved the mystery of Grey's Arch. Mystery what solved. other mysteries are there in The Gorge? Oh, I have to oof. find them. Oh. Um, go ahead and get another one. I got something first. Oh, okay. Um, well, we talked about um, Days in the Gorge. Well, let's go to the Knights. <laughs> because, guys, I've discovered something amazing. I've discovered what happens when those Baywatch days turn into <laughs> Baywatch nights. <sighs> guys, I don't know if you've watched the television program, Baywatch Nights. Just so happens, it's all on YouTube. That is what amazing. you need to know is the first season of Baywatch Nights, who cares? I don't care. I'm not going to watch them. Second season was apparently when X-Files got super popular, um, and they decided to make Baywatch Nights a paranormal investigation show. And it's the funniest thing ever created. What's equally funny to me is that it's canon. Like, it actually yes. is. It's happening at the same time Baywatch is happening. Yeah, it's like some episodes, like, <laughs> it's like the afternoon, Mitch is like, well, I'm done lifeguarding for the day. <laughs> Let's go work on some mysteries. One of the, because I've, I've watched two episodes. <laughs> Uh, one involved a um, a guy whose twin brother and parents died in a car accident when he like drove off into the ocean, and then he was trying to recreate their deaths so he could use magic powers to bring them back from the dead. I think by capturing lifeguards. At first, of course, obviously, Angie Harmon thought it was a an ocean monster. Oh yeah. And then she was like, "Oh no, that's ridiculous! It's clearly ocean ghosts." Then we find out, no, it's just a guy that's trying to use black magics to bring his brother and parents back from the dead. So it's voodoo. Right. But he's capturing lifeguards from the, the Baywatch actual lifeguards. Oh, this show is completely Yeah. Also, none of this show takes place at night. It's pretty much spooky beach afternoon. <laughs> when everyone's not at the beach. Like right. a late lunch or yeah. like an early dinner. It's wacky. I like... It's insane. Like, Hasselhoff is the, the... Both episodes have ended pretty much the same, where Hasselhoff ends up killing whoever's the villain. Just kills him? So are, Hasselhoff's a murderer. Are, well, no, or they end up dying, and Hasselhoff's just kind of there and not helping them. But they end up dying, and then Hasselhoff's kind of ambivalent towards it, and Angie Harmon's, like, overdressed on the beach wearing a sweater, and, and is like, well, guess we made it. Made another night. By the way, the cast, it's David It's David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon. How great is that? Because I love Angie Harmon so much. In my mind, what happens is the whole show takes place in the afternoon, like you said. Right. And then when they actually solve it and or murder the person who it is, right. like she's with the sweater and he's all like, well, I guess it's time for the night. <laughs> and then like there's a five-second montage. Because in every episode of Baywatch, there was the music video that mm -hmm. was like two or three minutes long of them just like doing some weird. It was oh. very like well, there's not time for that in soft Baywatch pornography. But then the last five minutes is like in the credits is him like dancing with her, like just like dun 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 dun, just like cruising around LA, just like living it up. 
Let me tell you about this. The second episode I watched um, was the one where the um, the science lab that's just um, next to the beach, the beach <laughs> science lab. Um, oh, that one. Yeah, where they um, they um, unfroze some Viking warriors. No way! Ancient Viking warriors. They found, froze them, brought them to California, <laughs> to the beachside science lab. Well, they're never gonna fall out. Well, just so happens they were very well preserved, and they thought out. And well, one of them thought out first and escaped before. Uh, Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon could get on the scene. Never un, never unthaw a Viking warrior. No. Until you got Hasselhoff and Harmon on the scene. Also in this episode, turns out David Hasselhoff is like an authority on Viking culture and society. Because <laughs> Just for this episode. Just for this episode. Because you realize in a different time, I could have been one of them. No, you couldn't, David Hasselhoff. How could you fit no. one? And then the second one um, unthaws, and and he's like got like crazy mad boner rage for Angie Harmon. <laughs> Thaw's fully erect. Like <gasps> he is ready to bang Angie Harmon. I can't blame him because it's Angie Harmon. Distractive woman. Super foxy. She only wasn't so crazy conservative. Oh, that's that's really unfortunate. I could change her. You really? Could I'm gonna change get her, her away from her husband and children. Yeah. And I'm gonna change her. Get a relationship, trap her. Just yes. You know, knock her out with a kid. Change her. Let's change just, her. Man, we kid. We just, well, I'm just helping you out. We're, we're just gonna we're gonna run away together, and we're just gonna get all that craziness out of her head. Yeah. She's get rid of that crazy. NRA membership. You're gonna show oh, her that really the beach crazy. can be a place that's fun and yeah. not just a nightmare. Not just a, not just a not spooky an place. Not nightmare. It's just so much spookiness. That's what she's got spooked. And that's why she's so conservative. That's why she has a gun. That's why she's a member of the NRA. I want to get her away from that and say, hey, beach doesn't have to be spooky. No, it's a Just safe relax. place. relax. Be sensible, Angie Harmon. Stop wearing sweaters on the beach. It's weird. That is weird. It's very warm. It's Baywatch. Everyone mm. else is like barely wearing anything. What yeah. are you doing wearing a sweater? Yeah, Angie Harmon, get with it. It's not that cold, okay? Mm, bizarre. But, <laughs> so... A Viking wakes up, and then the two Vikings, of course, fight because they're like having for her hand. Uh, no, just because for they're Hasselhoff. at war. Because Hasselhoff informs us, oh, the two Vikings alone. They usually go out in big groups because they mm. apparently there's a ritual where two Vikings go out on the ship mm. and they fight to see who wins the Twist argument. Part. So it comes. So they fight. And of course, Hasselhoff lets them kill each other. After after Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon give the bow tie wearing British scientist a long lecture about playing God with unfrozen. <laughs> Ancient Viking warriors. Um, to quote Theodore Roosevelt, "The loss to science," because uh, in history, yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. you have two authentic Vikings you fought in Cali. Yeah, well, one of them pretty Tassel much still let them kill. Did Tasselhoff like just throw a knife at both of them? Just look at him, like, all right, go at it. No, Hasselhoff, well, one of them got um killed, uh, was like in the process of getting killed, and then Hasselhoff is like, well, I'm gonna stop this with this mop. Um, and he, one Viking has a sword, David Hasselhoff has a mop, and they fight for a while, and then somehow Hasselhoff gets the upper hand, and the Viking, like, falls on his sword. Oh, no. But then Hasselhoff's like, oh, to get into Valhalla, uh, he, a Viking must die with his sword in hand, so he takes the sword to the other Viking, so he can go to Valhalla. End so of the, the other one just gets fucked over. Well, no, he still has his. He has. He gives him his sword oh. as well. Um, and in the end of the episode, David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon have built a funeral barge. Hasselhoff pulls up a bow and arrow. Uh, sets Angie Harmon sets the flame, and they fucking set a funeral barge on fire <laughs> on the Baywatch. No one asks a goddamn question. It's just him with a torch, uh, with the arrow, uh, like the bow over his sleeve. Angie with that sweater, just yeah. like, oh, it's so cold out here. Like, Hasselhoff, you know, hold me just for a minute. Again, again the, the, again, the loss of science. Yeah. And again, bow ties there crying his eyes out. <laughs> you, and you can't light a funeral barge in the Baywatch. Hasselhoff fucking owns the beach. Like, he does whatever the fuck he wants. <sighs> it's 
crazy. I'm going to save lives, and you know what? I'm going to solve some mysteries. Maybe those are paranormal. And maybe I'll just like, hey, what are you doing over here, sir? Don't worry about it. Guys, this is the best show. <laughs> arrow cocked back with a night arrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, he is the lifeguard. He, I mean, he is did David. He saves lives every day. It's fucking amazing. Guys, this is the best fucking show. Best opening theme Dude, song. Dude, you sold me. Um, can Alex... Um, I first thought you said the Viking woman was a pilot episode and thought if, no, no, if, no. if a show leads with that, but like I'm not said, watching them in order. You don't need to. You said first season's worthless. Yeah. yeah. It's just a normal lameness. I, the best thing is the opening credits. I don't know what episode this is. I, I pointed on the Facebook group and on Twitter and everywhere. The the best thing, and I have this is my desktop wallpaper, by the way, is Hasselhoff being scared by a dog. <laughs> I love it because the opening credits are so over the top. You see all these paranormal things, but there's this one shot about 49 seconds in <laughs> that's Hasselhoff in a car with the windows rolled up, and a dog dog like jumps up and is like barking at him, and he freaks out. With it still like this, the dog is non-threatening. The dog yeah. is trying to make a friend. Yeah. Hasselhoff looks scared out of his goddamn mind. It's almost like they were like, <laughs> get in the car. They didn't tell him they were going to film this. Yes. Angie Harmon uh, putting a hand on, on his arm to, to calm him. Like, David, calm down. The windows rolled down. And it's the afternoon. <laughs> Relax. Yeah, this is quite obviously the afternoon. It's amazing. Like you had mentioned earlier, um, the trailer makes you think that it's all nighttime. Yeah. Not true. I have not seen anything happen at night. I don't think they can afford it for night shoots. I can't. I don't think they can afford it. They're probably filming at the same time they're filming normal Baywatch. Yeah, most definitely. Which would be so weird. Oh, and I love. I love that it's still taking place within Baywatch. Like it's not. It's not even they're going to a different part of town. It's the same place, same people. <laughs> That's awesome. There's just. It just so happens. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, there's wacky paranormal mysteries going on concurrently with regular Baywatch episodes. I told you about that one Baywatch that had uh, Pamela Anderson with um, the beach version of Phantom of the Opera. Oh. It was like Phantom of the Factory. That's so... Uh, there was also the weird Christmas episode where like Santa and his elves were really on Baywatch. <laughs> which makes total sense now. I mean, they probably cameoed on the Nights episode too. Oh, guys... David had to help them get toys to all the kids at the beach. And then Santa Claus died and he can't go to Valhalla <laughs> unless it's... So that he lit that sleigh on fire as he... Well, Hassel, Hassel had to help the rise of the Vindicum. Yeah. Someone had to die. Oh, I, I think we may be having a special Baywatch Nights episode coming up in the near future. We have to. Like a one-off. Oh, Baywatch Nights, yo. Definitely. Baywatch Nights, yo. It's my jam. It is my jam. The best show on television ever. Watch them. You sold me. All right, so you do Belvedere this time, and I yeah. do. Let's hop over to season three and check in on our bestest of friends, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. In a while, Brad, it's wonderful to come back over here in Studio B and watch this with you. Indeed. Um, it's your turn to summarize, Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, it is. And what a treat. Oh, what a treat. It's the episode called The Thief. All right. As always, you have a minute, hopefully, to surmise this amazing episode. Or summarize it. Um, on when I say go, all right? Okay. One, two, three, go. All right, so this is The Thief. Heather's got a job at a record store, because those used to exist. And guess what? San Angelo's gonna work there, too. Yay! Also, Wesley, um, he's playing Jin with Mr. Belvedere and creepily winning, because he has evil powers, and he's a sociopath. Mr. Belvedere has to cheat to win. He gets, he gets a little upset about it, and the enemy makes him a cake. It all works out. Meanwhile, at the record store, Heather's met a new guy, but he keeps stealing shit, like, all the time. And then he brings his half-shirt half shirt twins to steal shit, and they steal a ton of stuff. Heather feels kind of conflicted, because they're stealing everything in the store. Eventually, she lays down the law and says, Hey, boss, this dude keeps stealing shit. And 
everything works out in the end. That's Mr. Belvedere. 47 seconds. Well done. Yeah. I mean, you got pretty much all of it, because, I mean, it is the unraveling of all that, and the... It's a simple the story. Of it. But yeah. It's simple but great. But it was story. a really good episode. First of all, it's a new season. Um, much like last season, there's been some shakeups. I feel like we've got more of the kitchen. There's like an extra wall I think they fleshed out on the set. Yeah. Because we got some crazy camera angles where they're like they actually moved around a little bit. We get to see a little bit more of that. Someone bought a track system so they can actually like I think so. Do those shots. Um Heather's looking kind of foxy these days. Heather's got a new haircut, and Heather has lost some weight, or is at least wearing, I guess, more flattering clothing. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of pop collars. A lot of pop collars on all fronts by everyone. Yeah. It's the 80s. Yeah. Marsha looks ridiculous. At, at one point, I thought that Angela, and thank goodness she's back. I, I, oh, sad love Angela. Angela. I love Angela. We sad all love Angela. sad Angela. She's so great. At one point, I thought she was doing the trendy thing they do now, where they put, like, feathers in your hair. Yeah. Uh, it's very hipster. Pink. It's so lame. Um, I thought that she had two behind her ears, and I thought, that's weird to have pink feathers behind your ears. No, it was the top of her pop collar. And I thought, yeah. oh, all right. Okay, Angela. Oh, sad Angela. How I love you. But everyone's a year older, and like you said, it's a new season, so awesome new intro that's... Hilarious. Yeah, the, new, <laughs> the new intro is great. I like it. Uh, Belvedere actually in those areas, <laughs> wherever he's at. And he's, he's with um, Gandhi for a second, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, stop, kind of like, frame by frame of, oh, I'm with Gandhi. Ah. It's good times. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'll, have to, I'll look at him, see if I can find it and post it on the, the Facebook oh, group. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It's good stuff. But Heather's looking better. Uh, everyone else pretty much the same, except um, Marsha's got some weird hair stuff going Ooh. on. Sad Angela is looking pretty good. Sad Angela is really, yeah, she's going to be an attractive woman when she gets older. Indeed, but still sad. Still tragically sad. Oh. At one point, Heather and her come in and they tell them excitedly, we got jobs, we got jobs, we got jobs. And Heather's like, Angela, I wanted to tell my mom. And she's like, sorry, you can tell my mom. No she, won't, to, she won't care. No one wants to tell your mom, Angela, because no one cares. Right. Angela, your mom doesn't speak to you. She just drinks in the corner. That's why you're so sad. I really want to mention mom shirt right off the bat. I'm sorry. Go for um, it. There's these weird kind of like, I want to say they're kind of baseball tee because I, they may be long sleeving all the way down to the wrist, but they always either roll them up or it really comes like right here, like a half sleeve, but it's tighter. So it's kind of that baseball shirt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the buttons um, are double button basically yeah, because yeah. it's all the way up to the top. Um, it's a weird t-shirt with buttons that buttons all the way up. Right. It's weird. It's very weird. Mom wears it and Heather wears it later, but Heather pulls it off much better than Mother does. Yes, defo. Those fucking bangs on Mom. Whatever. Eeks. Eeks. I just had had to mention that going in because that threw me for a loop for a minute. And it's very jarring because also in the new intro, they've added the shot of that one time Marsha was super foxy in the dress. Yeah. So you're like, oh yeah, I forgot she could be attractive. Oh. Back to this with the giant glasses too. Yeah, when they first show her on screen, it's oh, okay, Heather's, ah! looking, Heather's really growing up. Look at her. Yeah. Look at oh, Angela, well done, girl. Ah, mom. <laughs> oh my god, what oh, happened? Mom. Are you okay? Were you in that accident with Mark Hamill? What happened? She even looks like surprised. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her hair looks as shocked as she does. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Flat in the back and the sides, and just teased to hell at the top. Yeah. Just weird. Yeah, it's awful. It's like two sets of bangs, like normal bangs, and then like <laughs> backup bangs. bangs. Yeah, it's like who does backup bangs? Even in the eighties, that's weird. <laughs> Back, I love that as a like. Oh, do you want backup bangs? <laughs> Honey, you look really good in some backup bangs. Listen, if your first bangs uh, fail to uh, to deflect any uh, incoming damage, you're gonna need the backup bangs just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. It's a second. It's a second layer of defense. It's a second layer. Some men find it sexy. No idea no, who they are. No one. George Olderman. Um, crazy old people. 
Um, so let's let's get into this. Heather's got a job at the record store. Awesome. In the record stores? Who'd have thought? I, I forgot they used to be a thing. Yeah, like vinyl stores. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah, so she's working there for, uh, who's the shopkeeper? I don't know. He looks familiar. What character type would he be? Um, yeah, I don't know. Stereotypical. What stereotypical character would he... Um, yay, hello! It's so wonderful to see you! I'm the crazy old Jewish um, record store. <laughs> Why does this man own a trendy record shop? Yeah, he has a whole section labeled Noise! Which is where the new, the hot new David Lee Roth album is. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. Especially this new bow. Mm. Heather and Angela spot him. Heather and Angela are hired together because Angela can't do anything. Right, she can't. I think I think maybe like Angela's a ward of the state in reality, and Heather like just has to help take care of her. But yes, the attractive young hunky. I say that. I don't. I don't. I don't. He's always like weird, like bending forward and like is he? He's like always seems to be like stooped over. Bending forward. He's got a weird tooth thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's a. I mean, Heather is dated. Um, the dude from Rest of Development. Jason Bateman. She has pulled Jason Bateman. Think about that for a second. And now this dude's coming up, Ugh. stealing her heart? Don't think so, guys. He's stealing more than her heart. Yeah, he is stealing more than her heart. He, he buys his David Lee Roth album, and he's like, so, uh, hey, you want to go to dinner? Blah, blah, blah. This guy's game's on point. It is. He knows what's up. Definitely. But then he's like, oh, I'm going to take this too. And he just grabs a cassette, and he just walks out like it's nothing. And Heather's like, what? It's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. Who knows what Angela's doing at this time? Angela doesn't know what Angela's doing. Um, we have to take a moment to talk about the weird racist moment in this episode. Yeah. Because, hey, writers on Mr. Belvedere, why are you fucking racists? They're being edgy. They're not being racist. They are being mad they racist. They are being wicked racist. You are correct. Because at one point, we come back from a commercial break. Angela's um, at the counter, and there is this black gentleman who is buying some records. A lot of records. And he's writing a check. Mm-hmm. She needs two forms of ID. She needs though. two forms of ID. Um, he shows some ID. She says, "Thank you, Doctor. I don't know, Doctor Leibowitz." Audience laughter. He walks off. What's the joke? Um. What's the joke, Alex? Yeah. What's so funny? Doctor Leibowitz bought a bunch of albums and wrote a check for them. He showed two forms of ID. Um. I don't want to say why it, you don't, why it might be considered, why we put a laugh oh, track because, on it. Because black people steal identities and forge checks? Is that the joke, writers? Hey, writers, why are you fucking racists? Well, they did foreshadow this because she's constantly calling people the wrong names, Angela. Um, and she did call Mr. Belvedere Mr. something else? Mr. Bellbottoms? Mr. Bellbottoms. And Mr. Belvedere's like, what? And she leaves, of course. But I mean, but you're right. But the I, it's, joke, it's a racist joke. The joke it's is an there's a black joke. there's a black guy writing a check, so therefore it's sketchy. And Angela's too dumb to realize that black people thieve. Is that the joke? Well, there's a lot of people who are you know are who are Caucasian that are thieving just blatantly in front of her, and she's not doing a damn thing about it to begin true, with. True. But Angela's. I mean, uh, to spoil part of it, not just. I mean, we're spoiling it anyway. <laughs> oh, um, no spoilers. Angela will ultimately owe uh, the Jewish shopkeeper seven hundred, like almost eight hundred dollars, right? Because bad of bad checks, because she doesn't understand how things work. Yeah. His IDs were inside of his wallet. She didn't look at them. Maybe the top. Like, oh, those look like two IDs. 
poor Angela. It's, like she, good, it's a good thing she's a looker because she is not going to be able to hold down any type of. I'm he, she'll he showed down ID. House. He, I, I don't know if she. He didn't necessarily show photo ID. He showed, showed two forms of ID. Mm-hmm. The social there's nothing. Card. There's nothing on Angela. Should Angela should have had no reason to believe him. Of suspicious. Not. Of course not. But for some reason, 80s audience thinks it's hilarious. It's Angela's innocence the, that really makes me root for her. As a I character. love Angela because Angela isn't a racist. Unlike the, the studio audience of Mr. Belvedere and the writers of Mr. Belvedere. Fuck you guys. They've made a character that rise above that, and we appreciate that on And that's why I love you, Angela. You can run away with me and Angie Harmon. I welcome you. He's your dog. <laughs> she's... Yes. She's a little okay. All right. Just yes. gonna, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's good people. Um. So, yeah, Heather and this boy toy of hers, he, he starts He starts easily. Hey, I'm going to steal this cassette. So they go on a date. Love it. They see a movie she's already seen. Right. Because he's kind of like leading it. Like, hey, have you seen this movie? And she's like, yeah. Or I'd love to see it again. Please ask me out. Please ask me out. Please, Please. ask me out. I'm so starved for any attention other than Kevin. Um... So it's, it's a new season, it's a new girl, it's a new attitude on boys. Definitely. She goes on a date with them, they have a, they almost have a tender kiss, but then dad interrupts it, and then well, dad threatens to rape the boy, uh, yes. brings him in and promenades him around the, uh, I guess, coffee table, and then back to the door. Yeah. There, he's, he's, I think the joke is he's supposed to be threatening him, but I'm pretty sure he just threatened to have sex with him. He's like, hey, you play for that other team. Oh yeah, you always get all, you get all the passes. Well... You come here and try to make a pass, then I'll I'll have to lay you up or something. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to lay, lay up, him up. I'll have to lay up good. I just show you some of those wrestling moves I learned in when I was pinning and creaming. School. Back in my pin and creaming days, you know what that's about? Yeah, you know what that's about. Mister, could you please get your arm from around me? Your your daughter that I was on a date with outside, and you promenaded me around your couch. It's weird. But this kid knows what's up because he starts to leave and he's like, you know, we had a really good time, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's like, well, wait a minute. There's actually something I want to talk to you about. Um, it made me uncomfortable when you stole that. Shh. Babe, don't worry about it. I made you a copy. Yeah. So he made, first off, made her copy of the album that everyone's trying to get a hold of. Right. Yeah, it's not like she can't buy it or listen to it at the record store. Seriously. Can we talk about the, the record Angela put on for a second? <laughs> first shot of the, the play record that store. In. Yes. And this is what Angela plays. Hey, Angela, why don't you come on a different record? Okay. Come should be a disc jockey. Really? I love that Heather immediately is like, Angela, you need to put something else on. Angela, are you fucking kidding me? Angela loves Muzak and Polka. What can you say? Heather is now dating a klepto. Definitely. Her and Angela are there the next day. What happens? Uh, well, he rolls in with a couple of pals. The half-shirt twins. These fellows, that are also football players apparently, are wearing the most ridiculous half-shirts. They're also massive men. Yes. For him to be the quarterback, you realize quickly, oh, he's just an actor playing a quarterback. Because right. these look like real football players. Yeah. Like, these guys could easily make varsity. Yeah, and they're in their mid-twenties. Yeah, they're adults. And they're wearing half-shirts, which and is And they're creepy. wearing half-shirts. It's so fucking weird looking. I, I kind of joked about wearing a half-shirt next time I go to the gorge, because it's so hot. Um, I probably won't do it now. No, don't, don't, don't wear that. And don't go there. <laughs> Those are two bad ideas. Now, I will most definitely go back to the gorge and you do some real hiking. Insane. It's awesome. When gorge days turn into gorge nights, you don't know what's going to happen out there. You don't. What if you run into a viking? What if you run into a bear? What if you run into a herpes infested bear? 
I did not think about that what one. What if him and a mouse rape you? <laughs> you're gonna get raped by a mouse and a bear at the gorge, and then get, then you're gonna get thrown off. Off a. You're um, just gonna throw me, an eagle. A golden eagle's gonna grab golden me from its nest and just throw, throw me out. And everyone's gonna make about a, a, a crazy story about you chasing after a burning log and saving that forest. I, he was chasing after a flaming log. Why? No one knows. He might have been fucking insane. We don't know. We were all high. <laughs> Some think it was to save the ra the forest below. Others thought it was from the brain swelling, from the herpes he contracted from the polar bear that was loose there. Anyone's guess? Uh, who knows? It's in the fucking woods. Yeah. We didn't get to him until two days later. Too bad Angie Harmon and David Hasselhoff weren't there. <laughs> they could have solved David's that. David's got a bow and there's just like fire on the ground. <laughs> the, the forest is burning. Oh no! <laughs> you know, Viking can't get into <laughs> cross that bridge unless you know. On fire. Those gorge days turn into gorge nights. Who knows? Who knows, man? But so. Yeah, okay, those twins ridiculous. I think they have one line that's like, are you like a producer's sons or something? Because fuck you, why are you talking? Yeah, they're awful. And they get like a stack. They of are records. jacking the store. They are literally robbing them blind. They, they have like at least 30, 40 records a piece. Angie is is like just overthrow. Like she's like, yeah. oh my god, these cute boys. Oh my god, these cute boys. Which why are they paying attention to her? She's a gorgeous Seriously. young woman. Heather is very attractive. Heather is an attractive. But young Angela's lady. where it's at. Angela, I just wonder. I wonder and about Angela, it. Angela's very sad. She, she she's sad. She's got she she needs the attention. There's something there that's more interesting than just a Heather. Yes. Um. Angela's got a story. Angela's tall. I mean, why would you? She's probably right. from those twins. Now, don't get with all those twins. Right. There's a, there's a boy named Kevin. I think that's actually you know, right there. Kevin and Angela. Yeah. Really? Why not? Oh, I don't know about that. I think Angela can do better. Also, what would Heather say? She's she's gone on other boys. Oh, I don't know about this, Alex. Um, I think there's gonna be a rift in our podcast. <laughs> Who's shipping for for Kevin? Who? Kevin and Angela. Kevangela. <laughs> Angevin. Kever? Angevin. <laughs> A Angevin sounds awesome. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm down for that. Just because You're for the Angevin good. Empire. Yeah. Um, May their love last forever. I'm, 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 more, I'm more of a heathen. <laughs> heaven. I'm for heaven. You're for a heaven. Or heathen. Either way works for me. <laughs> um, so, while this boy is sweet-talking Heather, um... Yeah, they're robbing the store. Yeah. They're literally, they're robbing And they the start store. to walk out, and the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, this is a little bit too much. And he takes away half of the records away from one of them, and is like, sorry, he's just going a little crazy. Oh, by the way, let me grab some of these. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one. Hey, dude, like, and the thing is, like, the manager is just, like, w walked out for a minute. I think he's just made tons of money, like, ha, 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 ha. Oh. The money good. Hey, I love money. I'm such a weird stereotype. Um. Why do you have a record store? I've. Heather wants to quit her job because she feels uncomfortable because she's getting robbed the whole time. Right. I can't blame her. She's causing the dude tons of money. Yeah. It's... Belvedere is feeling worse for some of the stuff he's been up to. We haven't even gotten to the yeah, Belvedere Yeah, let's talk about Belvedere yet. and Wesley T. Um, Wesley T wants to play cards desperately. Yeah. No one wants to play with Wesley because Wesley always wins. Yeah. Which is scary. Always wins. Yeah. So Belvedere's like, well, listen. All right, fine. You're not going to let me read my book. Let's play Jen. It's a new game. They play war for a second, but war is fucking stupid in a child's game. I'm gonna teach you an adult game. I'm gonna teach you gin. Wesley's like, oh, I'll go get the glasses. Whoa, Wesley, calm down. Wesley, don't grow up too fast, man. You're gonna enjoy those years when you're a kid. Don't grow up too fast. It happens way too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> but Wesley's is like winning every game. It's yeah. terrifying. Within the first hand of the first game that they yeah. play, he's like, all right, um, 
card switch, card switch, gin? That's what you say, right? Belvedere's like, beginner's luck. Keeps going on. Belvedere's losing his mind, because we've seen Belvedere, like, when he got obsessed with pinball. Belvedere does not take to, like, losing mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Especially not to Wesley T. Especially not to Wesley T. I mean, Belvedere played with ranked people. Yeah. He's played against the, of course, obviously, because Belvedere's done everything in the fucking world. He's played against some of the just best award-winning Jin players in the world, <laughs> wherever the fuck that is. Um, uh, there's so many times when they're playing, he just gets schooled. People are like, what are you doing? Are you still playing Jin? Yeah, it's fun. Jin. Belvedere's like, fuck. He wakes up in the middle of the night at one point. He's like, Belvedere, I got school tomorrow. Now, Wesley, you're going to play. Eeks. It doesn't matter. You're too smart anyway. Don't draw the cards. It's scary. And then, uh, you know, Belvedere's talking to Kevin, and Kevin's like, oh yeah, well, well, Wesley always wins at cards. It doesn't matter. Like, he always wins, which is terrifying. That is terrifying to just introduce the continuity of the show. Right. Wesley T still has his devil witch powers. Yep. God, I hope they bring this back. It's like something Definitely. that has to be done. Like, he has to win yeah. the house back from, like, a traveling back <laughs> mind who's, like, stolen and conned them out of everything. <laughs> yes, that's gonna happen. Um... George is going to become obsessed with gambling, lose everything. Wesley T is going to have to win it back. No, Belvedere gets obsessed with gambling because he has that streak in him that he can't quit. Yeah, but I don't see how Belvedere would get the, the least of the house. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he could lose that precious Fabergé egg worth a million dollars. And then George puts up the house to get yeah, it back. Yeah, okay, okay. And they lose. And then Wesley T has to win it all back. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. That'll okay. do. Um, Look forward to that in the fourth season. That'll be a great episode when we get to it. So, um, Kevin's like, yeah, well, eventually you just have to cheat. And Belvedere's like, I would never do that. Belvedere gets desperate, starts cheating. Um, also, wait, let's go back. At one point when they're playing cards, they break out giant playing cards? Yeah. And it's never explained why. I, maybe Bicycle had a promotion. They're all bicycle cards, by the way, branding. Um, and I don't know why they had giant cards. Maybe because they thought that might show up better on film? Like, people would be able to see the cards? But they, they I mean, it's, they mention it's like, um, they mention for some, they, but they don't explain why they're playing with giant cards. They're just like, well, I, th- I thought maybe, maybe we'd have better luck with these. Why? Why would you have better luck with giant cards? It's not like Mr. Belvedere can't see the cards. Oh, he thinks Belvedere's old and can't see him play. He's just doing anything he can to try to help him <laughs> get on that level playing field. It's, I know Belvedere's a smart man. It's so fucking weird. But Belvedere eventually decides to cheat, so he's marked the cards. And so, of course, he has a winning streak then. But he starts to feel guilty about it. And then at this point, he goes up and he's talking to Heather. And he's like... Stories merge. Right. He's like, have you ever have you ever felt so bad about doing something? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's not my fault. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, what are you talking about? And she's just whatever. I'm talking about Mark. And then Belvedere is like, who the hell is Mark? Uh, yeah, he says, who the hell is Mark? <laughs> it's great. Heather storms out and knows what she has to do, though. I mean, they have a little, right. un, un, an impromptu, accidental. Right. They, they both, both feel guilty. What's up. And they got to do the right thing. So Belvedere makes a chocolate cake and apologizes to Wesley. Wesley's like, oh, yeah, I knew you were cheating. I knew the first time you won. No one beats me at cards. I always win. <laughs> you have to cheat eventually. It's fine. So creepy. Yeah. Because he's so cool about it. He's like, yeah, I knew you were cheating. I always win at cards. Wesley, what kind of weird devil deal <laughs> with a devil have you made to always win at cards? Because it's creepy. And Wesley even said, I even know you try to do something to make up for it. Like this chocolate cake. And he puts his little finger right into it and just like, go in the middle of it. Not even the edge. Gross, just like, yeah. yeah, this is my cake, Ugh. bitch. Make another one. You want to play some more cards? You want to teach me another game? 
And Belder's like, oh, really? You see it all coming? Well, how about this? And he smashes his face. Yes, the which is cake. awesome. Which is what you need to do right. with a Wesley T. Just rub his nose into it and West- say, bad Wesley T. Because Wesley even with the devil. says, I know what people are going to do before they do it. Which is also scary. He's a sociopath. He's a sociopath. He, he understands human emotions and how humans live. He just doesn't partake. And that's what Belvedere's teaching him. Oh, it's because creepy. Because when he puts his head in that cake, he's like, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything that's coming. Eeks. Eeks. Maybe I can't learn stuff from this man. Even yeah. It's not how to play cards because he's rubbish. So back at the record store. Yeah. Heather's decided to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a great moment when uh, Heather's just thinking about whether she should go back or not or maybe just quit and Marsha's like well I was about to tell you I was proud of you apparently for the first time <laughs> it's so hard for moms it's like fuck moms you Marsha why are you such an awful parent huh you're about to quit well I was gonna tell you I was proud of you why can't you still be proud of your daughter bitch but Heather goes back to the record store um guy comes in she's like look dude stop stealing shit this is crazy. They have a heart to heart. And this is one of the my favorite scenes in this, except uh, another one, which we'll talk about in a second, about the leaf blower. Um, because Heather takes him aside and is like, dude, what the fuck? You can't be stealing shit like that. Yeah. I thought I'm your girl, but am I your girl just because you want free shit? Because that's not going to work. That's not going to fly anymore. And he is genuinely confused. Yes. Like, this actor is playing this really well. I mean, he's just like, what do you mean? Well, I, I like you more than that. I like you like you. Yeah. I thought, I thought you know, you were cool. It's fine. No, no. It's I'm just fine. taking stuff. Yeah, I'm just taking stuff. No, it's honey, no big deal. If you didn't work here, I, I would still date you if you worked at a pizza joint. I would still date you if you were a garbage truck operator. I would, I would still date you if you dug ditches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet you'd want free dirt. An all actual, right, Heather. All right. An actual line from the television. Show. All right. And she's just like, like free dirt, like shows him like a playful show. Right, right. And he's like, but no, I'm really into you, you know, whatever. So she's like, oh, okay, well, okay, I guess we're good then. He starts to walk out. He grabs <laughs> yeah, <he's> one. <laughs> just grabs one. Because he just, can't help it. And he's like, I'm just going to take this too. <laughs> like, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then like old man comes out and she's like, hey, he's trying to steal shit again. He's done it before. And he's like, a shoplifter? What? Hey. <laughs> Now you give me that back and don't you ever come in here again! Why? But he looks at her devastated. Yeah. He looks at her like, what? What? We just talked about this. I was just stealing an album! But What's I, the big deal? I'm into you. I'm into you! Just betrayal I'm into albums! From. Let me take both of you home! I was stealing these because I thought you were into music. And I was trying to learn something about you. I was stealing these because I'm into music and I was I'm the, into you. There's I two things you. I like. I made a beeline for the door because I saw something there that caught my eye. I was going to grab and take it to the counter and pay. I'm telling you right now I was going to pay. Hey. No, you weren't. Dude, shut you up. You're just like, you're like the most nonchalant klepto in the world. Yeah. Oh, I'll just take it. But the way the actor delivered those lines, I felt kind of sorry for he him. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. Doesn't understand. He's a regular Mitt Romney. <laughs> Because he's a felon. Yeah. He hides his money in overseas accounts and the sketchy things with taxes. Probably hasn't paid his taxes. Dude, the life of a, a high school quarterback is rough. Oof. Gotta keep some money on the side for yourself. Definitely. Keep it away from that greedy coach. And those and team. And your half-shirt buddies. You gotta buy crazy turtlenecks. Fuck that giant weirdo turtleneck. <laughs> I fucking love the 80s, man. I, it's just crazy. Can you imagine living back then? I want to go back then with the wardrobe I have now and just live like it be the social pariah because it's like, what are you wearing? And just be like, guys, you have no fucking <laughs> you, idea. You don't even know. You don't know. You don't know. Don't this know. is awesome for now? Nope. You, you look ridiculous. You look the You fool. have double bangs. You have backup bangs. 
What the fuck are backup bangs? Well, what if my first bang? What if, the, what if the defenses of my first bangs fail? What if the humidity causes my first bangs to like just flatten? I Bitch, you are bangs. you are not playing missile command with your hair. <laughs> Nothing is attacking you. What's happening? It's like asteroids with your bangs. Yeah. Oh no, space invaders got past the first bangs. Luckily, I got the backup bangs. What the fuck is wrong? If it rains outside, you know, you keep your backup bangs. It's, oh, no. But then they go into your normal bangs, and your bangs right, are fine. Right, That's how it works. It's your backup bangs. Gotta have them. Bulletproof? With all that hairspray in there. <sighs> yeah. Guys, I, yeah, so Heather finally sends up for herself, loses this guy. Um, but because she did that, the shopkeeper decides to hire Heather on for real. Because I guess they were both on for a trial, her and Angela. Right. And he fires Angela. Also because Angela's lost, like I said in the beginning, tons, close tons, to $800 tons of money, yeah. worth of... Because she just doesn't understand things. And Heather's got to pay off all that shit that got stolen onto her watch. But she's cool with it. And Mom's proud of her again. For once. For once in her life. Who's proud of Marcia? No one. Um, Belvedere goes up, writes in his journal. It's all about... I don't know. Learning his lesson. Heather learning her lesson cards. He plays solitaire because it's a game he can play by himself. He's trying to recover but he can't find the king or something so he starts turning him over and just goes crazy. And <sighs> Well you cheating Mr. Belvedere, you're cheating yourself. He's cheating himself. That's the lesson. Who won and who lost? Hmm. Oh, I think we have to talk about another scene and that'll tell us who won and who lost. <laughs> There's some point where George and Kevin and Wesley T go to the lumber store Lumberama or something like yeah. that. It has a weird name. I don't know why. I think they're going. I really don't remember why no. they went to the Lumberama, a Lumberama, whatever the fuck it was. Um, but what did they do for Wesley T? Well, Wesley T got in trouble because he was chasing women around with a leaf blower, blowing up their skirts. Kevin was telling him which ones to to go after. Whoa! Whoa, zinger! What did George say to him when they were going out? Like, hey, taking after your old man or something like that. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, George. Good work, boys. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Sexist old perv. Yeah, they just totally ran right. him out of nowhere. So I think Kevin may have won. Kevin won. Kevin won. Who lost? Kevin got to pull strings. He made Belvedere cheat. And, um, yeah. He, he made his little brother blow up the skirts of women. Strangers. Mm-hmm. Who lost? Um, I think Angela may have lost. She lost her see? job. And none of the none of the fellows... You know, she didn't get any of the fellows. No, didn't get any of the fellows. She's already so sad. I know. I love Angela. I would almost say Heather lost because... Heather's got to make up all this money. Yeah, and she feels good about standing up for herself. I mean, honey, you're you're yeah. growing up. You should have already done that. Yeah, she still doesn't have a date for the homecoming. No, she's losing the date for the homecoming. She was dating the football star, and now she's not dating anybody. Yeah, she's going to have to go with Angela. Oh, no, a double friend date. Eeks. Heather lost, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish I could say that. I love how matter of fact we said that. Heather lost. Hey. Maybe better luck next time. Angela is is a little bit more, because also Angela's looking good this season. I'd say over Heather, so Angela's going to be fine. Yeah. I don't know if Heather's going to be all right, though. I don't know. Really don't know if Heather's going to be all right. Don't know. Well done. Yeah. All right. Belvedere. Belvedere. Guys, you know, we're getting down to the the end of our run here with uh, the kids over on the West Coast. So uh, I think we got uh, five more in a movie before we go into the college years. Guys. So uh, let's go West Coast and see our pals on Saber the Bell. All right, but a minute on the clock. All right, Alex, you're going to be talking about the episode Earthquake. <laughs> Alex, as always, you're going to have one minute to summarize and not surmise 
the episode. <laughs> incorrectly, I apologize. Oh, you always do. I just never corrected you until now. So you're going to have one minute? I got to where I say words to... Well, never. It doesn't matter. I it doesn't matter. Fast. It doesn't matter. All right. So you'll be going in three, two, one, go. Guys, it's, it's Bayside. And uh, Mr. Belding is about to have a, a child, and he's all ganged out about it. Uh, so Zach decides he's going to run a baby pool. Uh, to see who's going to win. He gives everyone horrible days. Screech has today, or tomorrow, or whatever. Um, all that to say, there's a giant physics test that Zach's trying to get out of, because physics is the shit at Bayside, and we never knew it until now. Uh, the big physics test of the year. Um, so they do a lot of things to get out of that, including throwing a baby shower for Mr. Belding, anything they can do to throw off that physics test. Uh, twist part, there's an earthquake drill. Tori doesn't know what an earthquake is. Are you afraid of earthquakes, Tori? What a loser! <laughs> Well, guys, she should be, because in the middle of Bayside, earthquake happens. Zach and Tori are stuck in the elevator where a pregnant Mrs. Belding is giving birth, and everyone else is stuck outside running for their lives for doorways. Slater's stuck in a towel. Not naked at first, and then naked. Well, I don't know about that, Slater. <laughs> uh, the baby's born. It's the most beautiful thing that Mr. Belding has ever seen, and he is now a dad. That is Saved by the Bell this week. All right. One minute, six seconds. I just realized that we never learn... They never take the physics test, do they? No, they don't. So Zach won. Zach won, of. yeah. Well, I think uh, Mr. Belling said they were going to reschedule it for next Monday, but... Yeah, but he still has a weekend to study now. Well, he hasn't studied at all, so I guess anything will help at this point. Um... This is a wacky episode. I love that they're, they're making fun of Tori for being scared of earthquakes. What are you, scared of earthquakes? Yeah, it's an earthquake. People die in those. Yeah, and California's scheduled for a huge one. Yeah, that's a reasonable fear. Earthquakes are scary. I, sure. We've been through earthquakes before. Nothing to that level base I right. went through. I mean, uh, granted, Tori is like a, a little overly freaked out by the by the earthquake. She doesn't talk, you can, if you can't trust the ground, man, what can you trust? Oh. So it starts off, Zach is running the, the pool yeah. for the baby birth. An odd, like clipped together like naked baby with Belding's face on it. Yeah. Calendar pool. It's thing. creepy. Um the ghost gets in on it. Ghost is really in this episode. Bayside Bayside Ghost um apparently put some money down. Some some ghost dollars. So they accept that he's real. Ghosts are real in this universe. Right. Either that or this was well, it's a poltergeist. Out of order. It's a poltergeist. Oh, it's a poltergeist. Yeah. She's actually talking to some women throughout all this. They're probably ghosts too. That, interesting he's getting some ghost game. Well done, ghost. Good work. I mean, not the not the prize, the crop. Right. But you know, the ghost. Um. He was betting that the baby would die. Yeah. So he's taking advantage of all the nerds, and Tori calls him on it, and he's like, "Whatever, Tori, don't blow up my spot." Bang, he he gives screech. screech. A, he gives Screech a big deal. He he's like, "All right, Screech, I'll, I'll give you uh, today and tomorrow." And Screech's like, "I don't know. I think I still think that's a little too high. Well, I'll give you all of last week too." Deal. What a steal! Screech, you idiot. You're the worst. Screech is really dumb in this episode. Because it always varies. But this one, he's he's very, very dumb. There's a whole thing with the physics teacher. It has a, is a weird fake German accent. It's like the it's the worst. It's what you'd expect from a Saved by the Bell German accent teacher. And apparently Turtle is like... Because I know Turtle says something about, Zach, you're not ready for this physics test? It's the biggest test of the year. It's the midterm. Oh, I completely forgot. Hey, Zach... Um, maybe you should stop time to study some physics. It's that easy for you. Right. But, uh, yeah. How do you just not study for that? Like, ten minutes before class. Two minutes before class, Oh, Alex. yeah. Because they say quite clearly, it's only two minutes till class. What did you think you were going to do today? <laughs> Guess I'll go to class. Hey, we've only got two minutes before the midterm. What? 
Where were you? <laughs> what have you been doing? So they go to class, and like you said, there's that weird fake accent German teacher. Oh. Not German, a physics teacher, but I mean, Bayside's not known for its academics. Right. I mean, we, we, went to the, we went to that academic bowl. No. Yeah, yeah. So why physics is the big thing that you have to take every midterm is weird. Well, I think it's just, it's the big physics midterm. I don't think it's necessarily okay. the big... The way they presented it in the show, I thought it was like the big midterm they take every semester where it's about physics. In which case, Bayside's fucking awesome because that means it's a magnet school for engineers. <laughs> and, <laughs> Not a chance. And it would explain a lot, actually. It would explain a lot. If anything, it's a magnet school for food service tech. <laughs> Wishful thinking, Brad. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, Turtle's back in the boots. Yeah, booting it up. Oh, well, This is one of our final Tory episodes, by the way. Yeah. We may have one or two more at best. We're coming near the end. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. I'm going to miss Tory. Indeed. Um, so, luckily, the physics test gets delayed because they have an earthquake drill. And uh, Zach pulls a couple of ladies down into the table with him. Which hey, is pretty awesome. That's well a pretty done, good Zach. game. I like that. I like hooking up during during an earthquake drill. Tori's like, what do, I, what? do I have to get into her desk? I don't know about this. At first I thought uh, Slater was going to invite her into her, his desk. Yeah. Nope. I know. He's like, Tori, it's all right. It's just an earthquake. Get under your desk. It'll be fine. Roll up to a little ball. It'll be good. Like, he's just like, the way that he and Turtle deliver their lines in this up to a point is totally different than they deliver their lines any point up to the show. It I don't know strange. if they're just phoning it in or if they're like being more themselves, like as people as opposed to the actors. Well, these are, like, a couple of the, like, the last um, two episodes that they filmed, probably. So they're just like, ah, let me just get this paycheck, phone it in. Oi. I actually kind of like the way they're delivering it. Yeah. It's fun. It's super cash. Yeah. Tori, just get under your desk. So then, uh, so then Tori's freaked out because she's scared of earthquakes. Whatever the fuck that means. Got a lot of questions about them. Yeah. And then she's, like, wearing a helmet to the max because she's scared things are going to fall on her. She's checking the stability of surrounding objects. (laughs) Not that great, by the way. Yeah. She goes up to what's supposed to be like a steel beam in the max and easily moves it. Right. Because the wall is just foam core. <laughs> it's great. So, so, this, yeah, they're sitting at the max. Mr. Belding brings a lady Belding in there. Pregnant. This, just pregnant. Surely this is the first time we've actually seen his wife. We've never seen his wife on the show that I know of. Yeah, but uh, she's, cause she's having a crazy food craving, and then we do all that kind of wackiness. Oh, she wants fries and f- hot fudge. Wacky. Bring me a soda with peanut butter. Stop Bitch, it. Bitch, what? <laughs> listen, listen, cliches. Calm it down. She has some pain. She thinks she's having the baby all of a sudden. Belding in a frenzy grabs Turtle and is taking her out to the hospital. Oh, then he like turns around and is like, oh, I got the wrong person. Zing a zing. Awful. <laughs> Awful. One of my favorite parts in this is when they first come in and Screech says to Miss Belding, you put on some weight since the last time I saw you. And Zach says, Screech, you idiot. <laughs> it wasn't that exactly, but he says something to Screech that's really like a, yeah. a direct insult. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you doofus. It's it's harsh. Yeah. Like, it has got some like, bite to it. Screech, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Screech. Fucking stop. Just fucking stop. He's at his breaking point. Yeah, it's uh, Dustin Diamond, just shut the fuck up. Once we finish college, we're going to have to track down that uh, Each Hollywood Story oh, Save yeah. by the Bell oh, yeah. where Dustin Diamond loses his fucking mind. But I love because the, there's no laugh track, there's nothing. Yeah. It goes immediately to the next. It's just like, no beat was lost. Yeah. Some, something dark's about to happen to Screech. Ooh. But this is a real episode because we learn a lot about pregnancy and we learn mm-hmm. a lot. About earthquakes. Yes. It's the earthquake safety and pregnancy safety episode. It's it's all about education with the show. Yeah. You learn how to breathe. 
or Alex. <gasps> I no. As I think we've seen on every television show, we all understand the Lamaze breathing is. But on Saved by the Bell, yeah, it's it's different. It's. It's, it's, weird it's, it's, not, it's not, I mean, I don't know if what we've always seen on television is correct or not, but... Who knows? But it's, but this is clearly different. Oh, I thought it was different. I thought Tori started something in there that was totally different than yeah. what they had done before, and I thought, Tori, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's super bonkers all over the place. But, um, so we're at the max, and Zach has come up with a scheme, because he's still got to get out of this. He's got to get out of this physics test. test. He's not ready. So he's like, you know, Mr. Belding... Um, we really wanted to throw a shower, but, oh, gosh, we don't want to ask. Oh, we wanted to do it in seventh period, but we're afraid to ask the physics teacher, crazy fake German guy, if we can get out of class for it. And he's like, what? Why would you be afraid of him? Oh, well. We started talking with a fake German accent halfway through the semester, and it's kind of freaking us out. We're pretty sure he's killed people before. He has a weird relationship with Screech, too. It's kind of strange. Always like... You'll have good luck on this test, Screech. Which isn't German. I don't know what the fuck I was it's doing. Cl- it's as close as what he was it's doing. It's as close to what he was doing. Yeah. Isn't his name like Dr. Heimlich? Yeah. It's like, I mean, Saved by the Bell, it's, they really... It's not that they don't... They they don't even try. They just it's, hire the worst teachers. I don't even know if any of them are accredited. I, who are these people? I, uh, I'm Dr. Heimlich. I they're do all, physics. Like, they're all like Chris all right. Hansen rejects. Yeah, they're like yeah. pure pedophiles. Like, no certifications, no degrees. They just find some dirty bum on the street, and they wash him up, put him in an ugly suit, say, talk like a crazy person, and teach our students. They're, they're going into food service. It's fine. <laughs> what college did they go to in Saved by the Bell college years? Because it's got to be, like, Bayside Community College. Oh, no, I think it's, I think it's California, California College or California University. California University, Bayside U. Yeah. Standing at the edge. Um, it's ridiculous made-up school. It's ridiculous. But, okay, so they end up having this baby shower, which is kind of adorable, but also kind of depressing, because it's just the, the core yeah, crew. right. Uh, we've gotten rid of uh, Jesse and um, well, yeah, Kelly Jesse off, Kel- well, or like dead, or Tori's you know, fucked up the universe. Whatever. That's why Zach can't stop time to study. That's why he can't stop that's, time. That's why he didn't know he needed to study, because he felt in the back of his mind, oh, well, I'll just do what I always do. I'll just stop time and, like, get the answers. Do you think that the earthquake is actually something that Tori's fearful of because it will reset the universe? That's why she freaks out so much That's about the earthquake. That's why she's freaking out. It's disabling her power, it's... which is why she won't be around much longer. Yeah. Ah. So this universe floats away. Oh. Or before she disappears. That's right. All together. Wow. Erased from canon. How terrifying. Of she's course. not in the movie, is she? No. Tori, this is like, we're almost done with Tori. <laughs> Oh, Tori. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have the, the saddest baby shower. A lot of stuff, though. There's they, a lot of gifts coming. I like. There's the, a lot of effort to not take the physics test, which I think, if they just studied, would actually be a better right. game for them. Definitely. Uh, S- Slater gives the gift of, like, a giant sports jersey that says Belding one half, but it's, like, full, like, adult size. And Tori's like a bitch about it. Tori's a bitch through she's a like, lot of this episode. She's, like, she's afraid. Yeah. She's like she's lashing like, out the way she can. Oh yeah, I'm sure the kid will love that maybe in 16 years. Hey, Tori. Tori, calm down. Listen. It's the thought that counts, I think. Calm it the fuck yeah. down. Also, during that, I think during the shower is when Tori says the, the not cliche exposition line at all. That she helped with her sister's uh, oh yeah um, birthing classes, which tells us a lot about Tori's sister. Yeah. Mm. 
babies having babies. Babies having babies. Or older women having babies. People having babies in general. People just <laughs> having babies. Oh no, babies! Needing sis to come in there and step up, help her. So the the shower. Oh, seventh period's over. The bell rings. They're like, oh well, so much for the shower. Um, Screech is gonna help Mr. Belding take things to the car, but instead they're gonna go to his office first for some reason. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Lisa and Slater have to get to swim practice. Yeah, yeah. And do it on us. So um, Zach is gonna take Miss um, Belding to the car. Um, of course, they're gonna have to take the staff elevator. And Mr. Belding's like, "Oh, well, you'll need the keys." Oh, don't worry, I've got some. What? Well, because if anything were happened to all the teachers, I'm next in line. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it really is that power. Like, look, if right. you guys, I'm the one in charge. They look to me as a leader. And Plus, I can fucking stop time right. sometimes. And Belding kind of calls on it, but there's a kind of an acceptance of, like, yeah, I guess that's right. That is true. So, and then, of course, they've left behind the shitty jersey, so Tori picks that up and I guess is going to take it and uh, help them to the car. They go to the elevator. Oh, no! Earthquake! What is that? This is Earthquake, Tori. Fuck! Tori is a ball up in a corner crying and freaking out. Everyone else demonstrates proper earthquake etiquette, which is the learning part of the show. Right. Uh, Lisa's like, I love the Lisa part because Lisa's (laughs) at her locker and the whole, they do a really good job, and Brad pointed this out, of making the whole set look like it's shaking. Honestly, it was like, there's part of it I was like trying to figure it out because most of it is because they're thin, you know, fake stage walls and they're just shaking the walls. But also like drawers are coming open. Like there's a lot of stuff moving. They must have like... Like, a part of it, it's well done. I, like, as good as a TV show can do an earthquake, I mean, there's a lot of people just, like, obviously shaking and they're moving the camera, but there are lockers that are moving, walls are moving, drawers are coming open. They had to put a little bit of effort, more than you would expect from an episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I really wish this had been the last episode and that it had destroyed it the destroyed school. It destroyed yeah. Like, walls just coming down. It's like, it's like that. Ghosts getting trapped. It's like the Buffy season finale where they destroy the school and everything's like falling apart. Fuck the school. Yeah. Also like Little House on the Prairie, the final episode, <laughs> uh, where they, they literally diamond, dynamite the whole town. Like they, they take time. <laughs> they every, blow it up. Everyone gathers. Fuck this prairie the town. The entire little prairie town gathers outside the town, looks at crying, just holding each other and they hit it and the entire place just blows up. It is awesome. Why did they blow up the little house in the prairie town? I think, like, someone was trying to buy it under them, and they were like, we're not going to let them destroy our town. We'll destroy it. They're going to demolish it anyway. So it's like, all right. Crazy fucks? Yeah, that, that's cra- crazy cra- prairie folk. Right, Damn. Come on. You filthy prairie folks. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Yeah, that's, that's what they were doing. It's, that's that would what be they should, amazing. That would, yeah. I wish they destroyed the school. Last episode, sorry. You gotta blow it up. So, but Lisa- Zach is not going to take that test. <laughs> Fuck physics with so, physics. Um, but back to the turtle thing. Oh man! Buyer locker door open. Whoa, whoa! Earthquakes happening. She kind of stands there for a second, head tilted. Camera kind of zooms into her. Earthquake! <laughs> no, another girl runs up to her and is like, "It's an earthquake!" <laughs> <laughs> because turtle looks confused. She doesn't know what's happening. What? Oh, it's an earthquake. Then okay. Good so job. she grabs two other girls and they run to a doorway. Right. And just wait it out, because that's what you do. Let's talk about Slater for a second. Slater Slater is he's he's in the um he's in the locker room. Yeah, getting ready for swimming. Right, he's 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 got pants on. Yeah. He's taking his shirt off. Um and some lockers fall down. He narrowly escapes two of the lockers falling right. down. Runs to the doorway. Again, he's wearing pants. Yeah. Runs to the doorway in his pants. Right. With his shirt off. We'll get back to Slater in a second. Okay. Um, in Mr. Belding's office, Screech and Mr. Belding are in his office for some reason. Um, 
and apparently the door gets jammed, and they can't get out, and the, the doorknob comes off. It stopped earthquaking, by the way. Right. The ground has settled, right. the plates have shifted, and there's very minimal damage. Right. Um, but now the, the door's jammed, they can't get out, Screech tries to do some MacGyver shit with baby toys, and they're just throwing things. It's fucking horrible. Um, and the door's jammed. Then Slater comes out to the hallway. He's now wearing a towel. Slater's taking his pants off after the earthquake. A lot of girls are like, ooh, in the audience like they do, because Slater is ripped for a dude. Right. Why is Slater wearing a towel now? Because he ain't got anything on them there. He says that he was changing and the lockers fell down, but we mm. saw him wearing pants. Um, hold up, Slater. No. You he took off his sandals all now, too, which yeah. is also weird. You took off your clothes, wrapped yourself up in a towel, and put sandals on after an earthquake. What the fuck's your game, Doc? <laughs> I mean, he blew it with Tori earlier. I really don't know what he's up to. So they're trying to get them out of the principal's office? Because right. Belding decides to help or call for help. So Slater kicks the door in. Um, and I'm like, Slater is already like wearing a towel. I don't want to see Slater kicking anything where he's wearing a towel. That's, that's, that's dangerous territory. No. No, don't do that. Kicks it open. Acts oddly macho about it. Yeah. Like, just kind of like huffing, kind of like head down. It's like, yeah, and he like signals him to come out, not looking at him, so they file out. And then he kind of starts patting Screech on the back, like, good game, like, very weirdly. Yeah, it's super, super sketchy. You, like, think, because he's a, you think because when he kicked that door open, they saw, they saw the towel. They saw everything. And he doesn't want them, and he's worried, or he's curious as to what they think about yeah, that's his penis. Definitely, definitely. And he's like, hey, hey, good game, good game. Hey, By the hey, way, Screech. what did you think of my penis? It's all cool. It's all cool. You saw, you were scared at first. That's, a, that's natural. <laughs> Just take a glance. It's alright to take a sneaky glance. We're earthquake buddies. We're earthquake buddies. Earthquake buddies do that. What are you doing later? What are you doing later? You wanna get together? What are you doing later? I went and studied for that physics test. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Not the way to court a man. Come on. Inappropriate. Yeah. Don't take advantage of somebody in an earthquake situation. Don't. Meanwhile, in the in the elevator. Tori is flipping out. Tori is flipping out. Oh, P.S. This building is having a baby. <laughs> They're stuck in between the first and second fucking floor. <laughs> and she's having a baby. Electricity's out. Can't like, all of a baby. sudden. Like, yeah. fastest birth ever. Don't think her water even broke. Nope. Wasn't didn't even time. mention it. There wasn't time for that. We learned too much about earthquakes. We learned too much about pregnancy already. We have to stop. Go. Don't worry. Tori, if Tori can pull it together, I'm sure she can deliver the baby. Zach can do it by himself. The, the earth, the, they've been trapped in there for 30 seconds. When a baby comes, it comes, man. Hey, it can happens. take hours in labor. It can take days in labor. Sometimes it takes a minute. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a minute flat. Let's cut this umbilical cord with willpower. Tori just gnaws it off. <laughs> There's no time. What did they do with the placenta? Didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they not have one, no. Brad? Nope. It's not mentioned. Pregnancy is just in a nice, clean baby, not even really crying. Let's be honest. Um, I think we've realized that it's not just the ghost on Save by the Bell. They're all dead. <laughs> it's a classic loss. The reason we haven't seen Mr. Miss Belding before is because she was still alive. She died in childbirth. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what this episode is really about. The really? physics test they keep putting off because they're not in the physical world. <laughs> they're all dead. That was a ghost wow. pregnancy. Wow. Ghost babies. That was, oh, that no! Explain, ghost babies! That explains why they were able to interact with ghosts! Because ghosts, yeah, ghosts made a bet because ghosts knew. 
Ghost knew she was having a ghost baby. Ghost is the only one that knows they're all ghosts. Oh, man. Now that makes this episode from a treat to a spectacular, like, wow. Yeah. It's a mindfuck now. Right there. It's a sweet taste and mindfuck. <laughs> that's a mad sweet taste and mindfuck. Fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what happened. That's, that's yep. what happened. Thank that's what happened. Sure. Thank hey. you for sharing that with me, friend. I, I just thought I'd let you know. The episode ends abruptly with the kid, like, yeah. belling up his elevator, like, that's my kid. Isn't he beautiful? And there's, like, a close-up of the baby. And that's about it. Ta-da! That's the episode. I think who, who won and who lost? Well, first off, let's also realize what else we learned about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You have to breathe. Gotta breathe. How you breathe, the pattern is off. But yes. what else do you need in a pregnancy that's important that I personally didn't know about? You have to have a photograph to focus on. You have to have a focal point. You have to have a focal point. They're very serious about They're this. They're super serious about the focal point. Never heard this I've never heard this before. Never heard of a focal point. You need something to focus on. Zach's like, well, um, here's some pictures of some girls in my wallet. Uh, Mindy, is that the one that they pick? He goes through two, and then he says Mindy, and she's like, Mindy will work, because she likes Mindy. Right. I was really hoping Mindy would show up, or they would name the child Mindy. Yeah. I thought that's where they were going with it. Didn't have time. You know, they cut it off Didn't pretty have time. Quick. We're going to get in and out of these episodes. That's, that's a high-budget episode when they made, they almost destroyed the set. Yes. It's a high-budget episode. High-budget. Everyone's phoning it in. Got to get out. Got to get out. Why did you have to have a focal point? Why do you have to focus on a photo? Do we need focal points for everything? I just wasn't aware. Listeners that have had children, have you had to focus on a photograph? Guys, please let us know. If you don't have a focal point photograph, can you not have a baby? You can't. It makes it a lot harder. But if you have a right, if you have the right focal point, you can mm-hmm. have that baby in a minute flat. Oh, yeah. Like in just a minute, it mm-hmm. just pops out. Yeah. No placenta either. Oh. Focal point strength. Definitely. It just stays in there mm-hmm. for the next one. What do you think, what, what photograph do you think your mother was looking at when you were born, Alex? Now that is a question. What, what was the um, photograph? I'm going to say it was Alex P. Keaton, the character oh. from Family Ties, who I'm named after. Hmm. That's why I love 80s sitcoms so much. Nice. I like it. Some roots, some blood. Nice. What do you think yours was? What do you hmm. think that one focal point was? What was my mother looking at? Keeping her anchored, making that pregnancy, oh. taking that pregnancy down from hours to minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What is my mother like? <laughs> Or what? Who? Or who do you favor that she was looking at? What? Uh, what? Well, my mother hates me, so I'm sure she was looking at something she hated when I was born. I think that maybe it was a moment where she didn't pick a focal point beforehand, and the that, nurse that's maybe happened, went through yeah. a few things, and either it was Theodore Roosevelt, mm-hmm. or it was Duke Gutenberg. And my mother, being completely incompetent and culturally unaware, didn't know who either one of them were. It was a photo of Steve Gutenberg and Teddy Roosevelt together, because um, those exist. <laughs> <laughs> And she didn't know who either one of the ones, but hearts. that's what she looked at. But that explains why I am who I am. You think she just focused on the light? Like she just didn't understand? Those. She was like, fuck this shit. I don't like want that. I'm going to directly into the light bulb. I'm going to go blind as my child. <laughs> I don't even want this kid anyway. <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm not going to look at anything. Hmm. That's why it took so long to get birthed. Oh. That's why it took she so looked long. at a book because she hates books. That explains and it everything. Black, and it completely backfired. Oh, no. Ah. Reading? Fuck this shit. <laughs> Watching movies? Ugh. Did you take up the whole screen? What the hell is my mother like? Dude, I don't know. What does she enjoy? You got me, Aside man. from, like, screwing me over, <laughs> I can't think of a damn thing. <laughs> oh, buying craft shit that she doesn't use because she's lazy. She was looking at a craft magazine. She's she was, focusing on that. That's right. There we Maybe go. A nice cross stitch. Or needlepoint. <laughs> I love it took me that long to think of something she enjoyed. Oh, she's a hateful person. But it's important to know. But you guys, gotta have a focal you point. You need to ask your parents who the focal, what the focal to point a- was. Everyone, I want you to ask your parents or figure it out yourself. 
And just put it on the Facebook group. Yeah, have your own mystery minute for like a second. <laughs> and you'll figure it out. It comes really natural. Definitely. Definitely. Please tell us on the Facebook group. Please let, let us, us know, know who let us your know. focal point was. <laughs> okay, who won and who lost? <laughs> um... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, who won? <laughs> who won on this episode? Belding, I guess, well, Belding got a kid and a bunch of free stuff from his students trying to get a class. Like, he gives a fuck about their physics test. <laughs> he just wanted some free shit from students. And they gave him a lot of nice shit. Yeah. I would also like to say that this episode, be, I mean, when they did the biting come in at Screech, uh, when Tori kept being a bitch, but there was a moment or two at the end when Screech started throwing out some really just nasty things. Like, I think Zack said, I see the head crowning through the elevator door. It's got a full head of hair. And uh, Mr. Belling's like, my kid's got a full head of hair. And then Screech sends over to Turtle and's like, must get it from her mother. It's like, Screech, you did not have to say that. You fucking like, asshole. That's not even out of character. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um... Maybe Tori lost the most because she was terrified of... Right, she was traumatized. And she had to deliver a child. And she almost fucked that up because her breathing was different than everyone yes. else's breathing. <laughs> yes. Tori almost fucked that kid up. Yeah. Didn't even She didn't even have a focal point. That was Zach's idea. Or Zach's delivery of yeah. it. So, Tori wasn't prepared with a focal point. Didn't even know. Listen, if you're around a pregnant person, you should always have a focal point. She let fear control her to the point where she didn't realize what was important in life. Oh, fuck Bringing that. more life into this life. And that's why Tori's not going to last long in this universe. That's why Tori's slowly getting pulled away. That's yeah. when that earthquake would signify that shit is going down. I love you, Tori, but I don't think you're going to make it out of this. I don't think she's going to make it out alive. I don't think you're going to make it to California College University. <laughs> Yes, it's right to the food prep. <laughs> straight, straight, straight to the taco into the line. Build. Straight to the taco line. She's a looker, line. though. Maybe she'll just be like a hostess at a restaurant, like an Applebee's, <laughs> or someplace like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Shoney's. we haven't found out what happens in Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven yet. Which, by the way, that exists, guys. I watched that trailer like a few weekends ago in Columbus, uh, randomly. I was in awe. I yeah. was shocked. I was not prepared for that in the morning. How could you be? I saw that. It was on the Facebook group, right? Yes. Guys, you're going to want to check out that Facebook group. It's a fun time. It is. Saw it on the Facebook group, was in disbelief. And then when I saw the actress, or the same actors from the, uh-huh. but older, and it's like, yeah, They what? got in, like, a bunch of the same yeah, actors. like, almost all of them. Yeah. I wonder if that one girl still can't thread a needle. Probably doesn't say that anymore because, you know, the traumatizing experience that, I wonder if they got that dude back. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, wow. I mean, he's dead, I guess, but maybe he didn't die. Mm-hmm. All that to say, save of the bell, fun times. Indeed. It's it's winding down, guys. We're yeah. almost getting out of there. Almost graduating. Oh. School just I, you, started you, back locally. You said something in, in the intro that I wanted to stop you immediately, because you said something about, um, oh, you're talking about Screech having either tomorrow or today. <laughs> Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Today, today, today. Can't wait. Best theme song. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Oh. I love that they have this one girl in the first episode and then she's gone in the next one, right? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. All right, we'll get there. So, guys, we had a poll up on the Facebook group on which book to read. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a last minute Dark Horse entry that definitely won it by far. Not oh, that I yeah. really cared. This is the obvious choice. We're actually both going to be reading this book, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to cover it in segments on the show. Oh, of course. I think we're going to start off easy, maybe the first first chapter, maybe first two chapters, um, maybe on the next podcast. Definitely. The book is The Gutenberg Bible, an autobiography by Steve Gutenberg. Cannot wait. It looks amazing. Guys, you can get a uh, used hard copy from Amazon for like five bucks. And the, the Kindle book is like nine. I mean, it's yeah. not that expensive. Which I highly recommend. You can, you know, put that on your Kindle, maybe on your iPhone, whatever. Whatever device, you can read it off your computer. 
You should get the book, guys. We should all read this together. Yes. I'll let you know, I've read a little bit of the first chapter, and it is a delight. I think he peeped me to some of it at a coffee shop once. Really fun. It's... Cannot wait. It's it's the lovable Steve Gutenberg we all know and love, and you're going to want to get on this. The Gutenberg Bible. Gutenberg Bible. So, join us, will you? Please. You'll have plenty of time. Yes. <laughs> we should all read it together. We should all read it together. It'll be fun. So get on that, people. Let's read. Let's read a Let's book. Let's learn. Let's read a book. Yeah. I cannot wait till he talks about freaking, um, You Can't Stop the Music. Oh. You know there's chapters about that. For real. You can't stop the, the music. Fucking... Nobody can stop the music. Love that movie. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ram Jack. Episode 105. 105. Thank you for being on this journey with us. We appreciate it. And I appreciate you, friend, and the friendship that we've uh, forged here before oh and gosh. during the show. Wow. And for years to come. I appreciate it as well. Guys, there's tons of ways to show your appreciation for Ram Jack. First, thank you for listening. I'm just going to say that one more time. Can't say that enough. Also, get back at us. Um, you can do that in many ways. Uh, one way is to phone us. 206-339-5894. Yes, I knew it. Um, it's that easy. Just put that in your phone and call us whenever. Just do it. Let us be your focal point in times of need. Indeed. Let us be your focal point. We have new voicemails, right? We do. I will play them now. Hello, I'm Jack. This is Boone. I hope this finds you well. <laughs> I was very, very displeased to just now find out that there was a contest to determine the heir of the Ramjack Empire. <laughs> Please ignore the giggling in the background. It's... It's the Scarecrow. <laughs> now, pay attention. I want you to forfeit, forfeit the contest, and I would like for you to consider my position. Were I to be named the heir of the Ramjet Empire, I can promise you that I would be the safety sloth's reckoning. That is all. Wow. Bane called into our show? Bane was on the last episode. I know, he called back. But he called back. Bane, listen, first of all, it's too late. Matt's already won. Yeah. So, sorry, can't happen. Second of all, I I don't believe it's fair for me to award people that live in my apartment complex prizes. (laughs) So you and Werner Herzog are not eligible. I mean, I, I hate to say that because I really wish everyone could right. be eligible, but Brad and I aren't el- eligible, obviously, because we would be dead or, you know, right. in that instance. Um, and plus, we're host of the show. We just can't do yeah, it. And yeah. any living resident in this apartment complex or Studio B can't enter. Those neighbors that are upstairs walking around that you can't. hear on the podcast all the time, they can't win. Studio A can't even enter. No. My, my neighbors can't no, enter. No, can't. Can't do it. Sorry, Bane. Too bad. Thanks for calling, though, Bane. Thanks really for calling, like, We appreciate your recognition. I, I don't know what the Scarecrow was doing, but He's, something was really funny to him. They need hilarious. Keep us to what was going on there in the background. Was he watching something? Was he like... He, Scarecrow loves the reckonings. I'm pretty sure of that. That's, he probably loves those reckonings. Loves them. All right, we got another voicemail. Hey, Ramjack, Paul Mackey, calling from uh, the freezer room in the workplace. Um, so, anyways, I, I'm working on currently... Uh, copying a, uh, a nine CD set of Buddhist Tantra teaching and uh, it's, I don't know I, I, I don't think I could actually like listen to it I've uh, you know, listened to enough of it to, to ascertain that the quality is good but uh, I don't know it's, 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 it's funny because the guy is like like ultra deadpan mellow he sounds a lot like Stephen Wright and 
I just don't think I could cope with some of the uh, some of the bits of the uh, the tantra as discussed by a extremely mellow and deadpan Stephen Wright. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, and then the other thing I, I thought I'd just uh, carefully note for you guys is that there was at least uh, at least six or seven pallets of a certain scared, stupid DVD that uh, that went out recently, uh, and uh, I was shocked to see that much production of that title still. But apparently, it's still selling somewhere because we keep churning it out. Uh, I don't personally, but anyways. Um, I hope the, uh, hope the progress on the, uh, birthday picks is going okay, uh, cause, uh, you know, it's been a little while since my birthday. Alright, anyways, talk to you guys later, bye. We said sometime in the next six months to twelve months. <laughs> Paul, come on. I mean, come on, it's only been like three months now. Oh, come on. Come on. Winter's coming up. Indeed. A lot of the summer activities will be slowing down, and Indeed. we'll definitely have more time to do those things. Exactly. Um, that's just how it happens, you know. Things get crazy. I go off in the mountains, and stuff happens. Alex and I almost run- die. Alex keeps running. He keeps going camping and running away on terrible adventures. And after that first trek I did on the freaking mountain, on that it's a half moon. It's Well Tail mm-hmm. um, is the name of the trail. Um, no kidding. On every one of my limbs, I still have like I'm still healing from it. I was bleeding like from both arms and. One of my legs was cut, and this leg, my uh, right leg in particular, totally, like, these everywhere, like, little scars, bleeding. I mean, and we can't do birthday picks if we both die. No! And odds are, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm definitely gonna kill myself at some point. Let's just face that as a fact. On your own terms. Definitely. Nothing wrong with that. It's the only way to do. I mean, but Alex is just gonna get killed by nature. Yeah. Like, this is no question. This can happen anytime in the next, possibly the next week. A gold nickel would snatch me up out of a nest. Just throw me out. Definitely. Any any moment. He could be chasing after a burning log. Oh, what's that log? Turns out, it could be another copperhead. Ah! They fucking love me for some reason. Oh, they love you. So, guys, but guys, we are getting on the birthday pics. Alex was in my apartment. We were recording a podcast, and he started chasing after a burning log and then died to uh, um, a massive trauma to the head. Huh. Who knows what happened? Died a hero, though. Saved he died. Apartment complex. Saved the whole complex. What's this bloody baseball bat doing in my apartment? <laughs> I don't know. I hate baseball. I mean, I know all the sports facts. Um, <laughs> where's the burning log? Oh, it's burnt up. He put it out. He put it out. He swallowed it. <laughs> he swallowed it for America. Didn't have any water on him. Swallowed it like a goddamn swallowed champ. Swallowed it. And it killed him by exploding his head. That's what happened. That shit happens. So that's why there's blood all over. Farewell! <laughs> So guys, trust, we're on the birthday picks. Paul, thank you for calling in and tell us about it. I'm sure listening to the DVDs is just mind-numbing. Yeah. Maybe getting your getting your focused, maybe aligning your chakras. I don't know what these ah. tantric DVDs are supposed to help you do. It sounds lame. Become one with um or whatever. Ah. But how many pallets? Did you say Ernest Scared Stupid? Yes. I'm actually kind of happy about that. It's good times. Good times. It's a fun movie. True that. Actually, we have, one more, we have another piece of correspondence. Do we? If you look under that uh, table there, there's a large box... There's an Ikea catalog. That's not our correspondent. It's my correspondence. So I can get mad furnishings. Really quick, um, did you know that part of the Ikea catalog is digitally rendered? Really? Yeah. Just throwing that out randomly. Like, they actually mocked up the rooms. So this is a giant package. It is indeed. To Rams Jacks. When did we get this? Uh, a couple days ago. When I went to the post office, the woman was like, I, I was back there and looking for it, but I, I, I didn't see your name on it. That means the postal office woman knows my name now, which Uh-oh. means we're far too close. Uh-oh. 
Um, this is from a listener. Do we need to say their name? Sure. This is from Ben Pfeiffer. Yay. Uh, Ben has sent us a package. Thank you so much. What is this? Well, break it out there, Alex. Let's see. Uncover this. All right. Um. (laughs) How is this possible? (laughs) Amazing. How the hell is this possible? Alex, what are you holding? I am holding Muzzy. The BBC language course for children, Spanish edition. Wow. How is this possible? This thing is huge, by the way. Oh my gosh. How many tapes are in Whoa. here? Whoa. There's got to be eight. I don't know what this is. I think Alex is going to learn Spanish. This is some kind of random thing. This is, wow, okay, this is actually kind of crazy. Well, Benson is pornography. <laughs> Benson is just a weird thing. What is this? This art is stolen, drip bone books. There's something here called Minimum Rage, a drip bone book. Fuck you, buy it, it's cheap. A series of bad events overflowing with fuck-ups, know-it-alls, pansies, and life stories of that guy whose name you can't remember. Um, there's just some very graphic things in this. There's a guy with a thing through his head, there's, um, a dude with a cock in his face, a big cock in his face. He's got a tiny one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love the commentary. Oh, he's got a tiny one. (laughs) Um, I don't, should we go through this now? Yes, I think we should. What is this? I don't need it. I mean, these are dead people. That's kind of gross. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe you hit him in there with a baseball bat. What the hell is this? I'm all scared to turn pages in this. Oh. Is that that dude's penis? Because it's a little oddly far away from where his crotch is. I know. That is a person getting filleted. Dancing on acid. There is a goat. What is this? I don't know. There's some dude slamming his fist into another dude's... Is that Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man is getting uh, fisted. There's someone stuck in a trombone. And then there is a uh, Thai lady boy. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. That is a transsexual person. I don't know what this is. I don't know. That's a furry, a military furry maybe? I don't know. And this is a man with a kid. Nothing too crazy. I really don't want to turn the pages in this because I'm yeah. a little afraid. Right, there's some kind of horror movie. There's, this is scary in its own there's right. There's bad plastic surgery. Um, and there's someone with their face melted, but mm-hmm. that's obviously fake. Right. There's George Washington. This may be why they sent it. This might be why Ben sent this. Never get to smile. All right. I can't tell what's in his glasses, but it looks like it's an overhead view or something. Yeah. All right. And then there's a wolf howling at the moon. All right. Well, that was that was terrifying. I'm scared to open up the back point. Guys, we have Muzzy. Muzzy. There's a compact disc. Muzzy at the disco. Wow. Alex, you're going to learn so much Spanish. I really am. You are going... You're going to be practically a Spaniard by the time it's over. There's an activity book! Wow! This is awesome. This is awesome. Big time. I hate to be so excited. I mean, I shouldn't not... Because this is just amazing. This is the greatest. Ben, thank you so much. Indeed. Ben, thank you so much. Wow. It's so huge! It's giant! I never realized Muzzy was so huge! Who knew? Thank you, friend of Ramjack. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Guys, if you want to totally blow our minds, rock our worlds, there's ways you can do that. We talked about sending, you know, in voicemails. Indeed. Um, there's a superior way to do that. That's to send us mail. Yes. And we always appreciate that. Guys, you can send us a letter and or a package, more muzzy. Or stacks of VHS tapes. Yes. And weird pornographic things. <laughs> I've ever seen a Thai lady boy before. That was kind of weird. Well, now you have. I've seen a Thai lady boy. I don't know if I like it. Um, send things to send it to Ramjack, P.O. Box seven two one eight four one Newport, Kentucky four one zero seven two. 
Look it up on the website if you need to. The website's curiositybounds.com forward slash ramjack. You can also email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Look it up on Facebook. Get on to that uh, Facebook group. It's a fun time. A lot of cool stuff gets peeped on there. Um, iTunes. Leave us a review. Why not? Sure. Why not? Give us all the stars. When you're on the website, make sure to look at the show notes. Definitely the tags. Brad's always brimming them with things that are amazing. Well, secrets. Uh, some fun album art. Oh my gosh. What's wrong? Whoa. Whoa. <gasps> all these animals are running amok. I don't know what the hell this German zookeeper's saying. Maybe we should ask Mozzie. Believe it's true. It's a light and tumble journey from the east side to the park. Just a fine and fancy ramble to the zoo. But you can take a cross-town bus if it's raining or it's cold And the animals will love it if you do Yeah, 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 yeah